The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, it is a Friday, a treasure chest a Friday, a football a Friday, and we are here with you on Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 and 930, also online, PR927FM.com, and watch the program on facebook live and on youtube that is how you get involved in the program you can chime in there leave a question comment concern a birthday anniversary whatever you got here on a friday we will uh talk a lot of football on today's show tony dunn will be here at four o'clock to preview nfl week 14 man I'm already feeling a little bit of sports depression. When you think about tomorrow, you got Army-Navy at three. You got some FCS playoff games, but it's going to be our first Saturday in a long time without wall-to-wall college football. I hope everybody is prepared. CJ's mic isn't on, which is a good thing because he's already trying to talk. We don't need that to happen. That hurts a lot. Uh, What hurts the most is being so close. Love that song. I was once told. That was great. Uh, So just get that in mind. Maybe uh, have some plans. Maybe go golfing like a certain someone I know. Who? You. Maybe hang out with the fam and do some Christmas stuff around the house. Probably be doing some of that. Like you? Yeah. Or uh, find uh, other hobbies or things to do because that football fix will not quite be there on saturday as it has been uh, all the way since back in late august early september uh we will talk nfl with tony dunn at four o'clock before that greeny mark greenhelge golf shop radio show joins us at around 3 45 and coming up in about 20 minutes brian north will be on as we get you ready for the high school state championship games going on tonight and this weekend including jh rose good luck to the rampants as they take on dudley tonight seven o'clock in chapel hill also morgan aylers voice of dowdy ficklin stadium and Minji's coliseum will join us to talk pirate hoops pirate football coming up at five o'clock and oh yeah we got to make you a winner we'll open up the pirate radio treasure chest coming up in hour number three as well we've got shirley rhodes yo cj schaefer hello and chandler honeycutt here right now joining me inside the pirate radio studio cj you tried to speak earlier you could not due to modern technology on switches off switches that confusing stuff so what were you trying to say oh, i was just trying to say it felt like the football season went by so fast at least college wise regular season's gone it always happens that way we wait forever and then we beg for it to slow down mm-hmm. and i feel like i just listened to that guy tell you how are we gonna go to marshall and win a football game <laughs> yeah. uh yeah that was uh After the south carolina game i can't remember that gentleman damn gaps joe joe where's joe Seven damn gaps. where's larry where's gary I always wonder what these guys do when he's used winning and they don't call him the show do they listen to the show are they listening and and fuming because they can't call in and complain about a loss in seven damn gaps i don't know you know what i call those people 
fair weather idiots that was good that was good in stereo fair weather idiots uh, but i get it i mean we have some people call win or lose we got those folks it's a it's a venn diagram if you will they're in the middle they're calling win loss we have certain people that only call after wins almost a circle right there and say where the hate is at now let me hear the haters where the haters don't hear you and then the next week if the ecu loses we have certain people call in and say it where are all those people calling out the haters now (laughs) a giant seesaw effect uh with a, a lot and you know i get it um i'm a sports fan i'm a pirate fan just like the rest of you's and uh hey i've already given up on my nfl team once this year yeah i've revived yourself i have bought all the way in given up and now kind of bought back in i'm happy with where they are right now yeah i'm giving up we'll get to that in a moment thanks uh chandler has not given up on his team i haven't i i'm not trying to be like clip rock and have it revive myself but i i Things are about to go astray. We talked about this the other night at AJ's while we were watching the Hornets. Um, Hornets were playing a good team, undermanned. When they were in the lead, you felt pretty comfortable. But then the 76ers hit a shot to take the lead. And I said, oh, this is trouble time. And he said, no, we're all right. We're good. Everything's fine. Then they came, Sixers came down, hit another three. And you were like, yeah, it's, it's probably trouble time. And I said, Chandler, you... And this is a good trait you have. You you don't let go, but you're always a step too late at giving up. But you 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 give up when it's already been over. Right. And you're you have an opportunity right now to give up on the Panthers. Well, they're a good bunch. <laughs> and, uh, how many? How much uh, faith do I have? Well, after this way week, too much. Way too much. But after if we lose on sunday against the falcons i'm gonna have none zero zero okay zilch but right now you're still holding out hope on your team and that's a good thing good for you uh i just want to say that i was there the whole way yeah if something magical happens you're a true fan i want to say that i was at tiebreakers every single sunday except (laughs) maybe one cheering on the panthers getting emotional even through the bad times during that washington loss during that miami loss now I, and you're you know what i won't be able to say that if washington makes the playoffs I'll and have i don't to, want to be like that i'll have to have egg on my face and say i gave up on this team i am a bad fan i am I a, learned from you i am a quitter now i will defend myself on that in the court of law by saying washington has turned me into a bad fan and everything dan snyder does right. he doesn't even he didn't even deserve me first of all to root for this organization i I totally agree with that. I have been a I'm a battered spouse. Is yeah, what he I doesn't am. deserve any fan before his time. How long has he been the owner for the Redskins? Ninety seven, ninety eight. Anybody bef- that was a fan of the Redskins before that does not deserve. He doesn't deserve them. You're right. He does not deserve anything good to happen. Nothing in his life. Zero. <laughs> All right. Um, We'll get to week 14 and uh, and tell you why CJ has given up on his particular team. Hey, Shirley's team and my team. There's are, a player you hot. should give up on. Yeah, right, I know. Relax. We'll get to it. All right, let's kick off the rundown. Uh, there's been a line move. Everybody, again, relax. Is everybody sitting down? Holding on to my hats. 
there has been uh, some movement on the line in the military bowl <laughs> uh, all right red beard just sent us something that we might have to talk about too uh east carolina is now a three-point underdog instead of a three and a half point underdog so got some ecu money coming in military bowl still a long wait to go december 27th it'll be the pirates it'll be the eagles in annapolis uh, as they go at it on that monday at 2 30 we'll be with you 10 30 a.m that monday on the bud light pregame tailgate taking you up to kickoff um so bc minus three i mean a, a fair line i mean you could make this thing a pick em, i guess i don't know i was going to say can you see this getting down to a pick em or maybe kind of squeaking into east carolina territory well, what would happen between now and then for for that to happen? That's the, that's what I was saying because we're sitting at the tenth now. Yeah, and we're talking. And about usually lines come out seventeen days. Usually lines come out Sunday late afternoon or Monday. Yeah. So you're talking like five or six days before the next game. Mm-hmm. This is out a month early, so there is a lot of time for the line to move and everything. Remember the App State line started started 14. really high, right? And it did go down. It was 14, and then it went down to, what, 8? Maybe yeah. not that low. I think it was like 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was around maybe 10. 10, 10 and a half, yeah. maybe. Um, but I don't see outside of a major injury, you know, Jerkovic saying he's not going to play or something like that. I would also say at the beginning of the year, there's so much more, like, up in the air. Like, there's more that you could uh, look at and say, like, oh, okay, I'll bet on East Carolina or I'll bet on App State instead, so... You don't really have that anymore because you've seen a whole regular season now. You, 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 all the details and and data take that for data is out there uh, for these two teams. So I don't see it moving a whole lot. Maybe, uh, maybe it gets down to like two and a half by kickoff. It's or something. going to be interesting week in, week out for the next week and a half. It's going to be interesting week in, week out for the next week and a half. Explain yourself. <laughs> that's hard to explain. There's I mean, a that, lot of things that yeah. I say that it's hard to explain. And this but one, what I'm saying is, this one I really want to understand because that is a that is a. But what bold I'm saying statement. is, each day that we do the rundown, it's going to be interesting to see what the line is. Isn't that day in day out? <laughs> day in day out. And you know what? I'm going to disagree. I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> I think it's very, very interesting <laughs> to come in here every single day and think about. What are we going to talk about? I want to know what that line is for this bowl game. Here's Chandler's routine. Wake up. What's the line? Stretch. What do you, brush your teeth, take a shower? I check the line first. (laughs) (laughs) You roll into work, check the line again, have a nice lunch, check the line. I'm constantly checking the line. (laughs) Refresh, refresh, reload, reload. Why is it still at three? It's been two hours. Chandler puts down 50K on both sides just to see some line movement. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. There you go. Uh, BC, three-point favorite. We'll talk more Pirate football in a moment with Brian North. We got uh, coaching carousel on this uh, rundown? Uh, Nah, but we can do it. I got breaking news, folks. John Moody says, add that to the classic Chan Man radio bit. Week in and week out for the next week and a half. <laughs> John Moody. Was it John Moody that came up with the... No, that was somebody. I think it was Brad. That the. What, what about a story? That might have been Moody. I, I don't know. But, well, uh, you came up with it. Uh, what do you mean? Who... Uh, 
Who talked about it all the time? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Brad. What about a story? Yeah. Uh, what's your breaking news there? Pal? Breaking news coming from the breaking news boys. The BNBs? The BNBs. Dabo Swinney is going to have to look for another coach because Tony Elliott is heading to Virginia. Elliott. Offensive coordinator for Clemson. All right. Former offensive coordinator. Huge. He will be their head coach. Yep. So Dabo has lost his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator. We talked to Tyler Calvaruso yesterday uh-huh. and uh, asked him, you know, with BC being on that side in the Atlantic, is does it feel like this was a this was the year, the only year maybe to get Clemson like Pitt did, uh, like, you know, NC State beat them? Or is this going to be more of the norm where, yeah, Clemson has a good year. They win eight or nine games, but they're not that super mega power like we've seen uh the run they've gone on and he says that maybe this will be maybe they'll be gettable from here on out i mean losing both coordinators is big and we thought dj was going to be uh, i say we i thought dj was going to be a heisman candidate their quarterback Mm. i was way off on that one uh and i only based that off of how he looked in that notre dame game too last season which he was awesome have i seen reports that he might be going with brent vittables to Oklahoma because they've got this like highly touted quarterback coming out of high school well they already got so uh Spencer Rattler's transferring do we know where he's going yet not a clue but who's the uh freshman they brought in they not trust uh, the him Williams Caleb Williams yeah oh well they benched him like two or three times uh along with Rattler DJ to are you reporting or no, are you rumoring I, I saw reports and this is probably just you know small talk a little, a little small chatter. It, it brings up interest. It brings up a conversation about what if. Do you Can like, you imagine? Do you like having conversations? You're a talker. I am a talker. Yeah. All right. So there's that. Uh, how about last night? Shirley, do you have the, uh, the highlight pulled up? We'll get it here. We've seen Gonzaga, number one in the country. They've already lost two games this year. Duke took over the top spot. That was Gonzaga's first loss. Duke lost to Ohio State. And then last night, Purdue is a double-digit favorite on the road at Rutgers. And they get a late shot for the win. But Ron Harper Jr. had a few seconds left. Let's hear how it sounded. Can't hear it. Well, for some reason it's really low <laughs> all right hold on let me try a different one all right let's try yeah. it again uh, i don't know why I'm that's sorry, so buddy. low let's, let's hear how it sounded <laughs> why? why all right everybody so low? lean into your radio right now re- be- oh, 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 there it is crash. oh my gosh going to hunter right, here, to here he is williams Three seconds, no timeouts. Harper for the win. Oh! It counts at the buzzer. Oh. College basketball drama. Does it get any You should hear the uh, Rutgers call. Bring it up. All right, hold on one hear, second. I did not hear that. Okay, hold on. It. I thought that was a great uh, TV call on Fox, yeah. and now we'll hear the Rutgers radio call. Okay, I love a good court give me one second and here. yes, that Ron Harper Jr., that is the son of former Bulls point guard champion Ron Harper. 
um they uh walk it off last night on a big time buzzer beater and a court storming there in piscataway and here's the call from rutgers radio Point four to go. Harper Jr. crossing that timeline. No timeout. Crossing the timeline. Last second heave. Oh, it's good. Down go the Boilermakers. Down. The train is off the tracks. The train is off the tracks. The train is off the tracks. Oh, that's not the Down same one. Number one. That's funny, though. Oh, my goodness. What is that? That's the not the one. That the is tracks. not. That's not the, the right one. Off, that's Harper like Jr. student radio. <laughs> Yeah, let me find let me find it here because I, you and I were listening. Off the tracks? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because here's the thing. I kept waiting for the color analyst guy. Yeah, but he on. never came in. Yeah, because the color analyst is what made the video. Hold this on. is like WWE where they have um, eight different nationalities calling the uh, game. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Spanish announce table. <laughs> Let's get the German right. announced team at ringside. Inside Williams with seven. One on one with Amori. Gets inside. Go. Puts it up and in. Yeah, this with is the 3. one. With 3.4 to go. Get it to Harper with three. With two. With one. Harper for the win. Got it! Let's go! Let's go! Harper Jr. Let's go! The game winner at the buzzer. Let's go! And Rutgers upsets number Let's one. Go! I like that a lot more. 70 to 68. Let's go! <laughs> First time in program history that they have beaten the number one team. Nope. But they're going to check the tape. Let's go. Score the basket. Ball game. Let's go. (laughs) And they stood it and stormed the court. And I'll tell you this. You talk about a play-by-play announcer's nightmare. That is it. Yeah, but it's it's all emotion. I get it, but it makes it fun. I I couldn't even hear the other guy's call. I, know. I mean, one or two times is awesome, but like he did that ten times. It's not announcing one hundred and one. It's not how it's supposed to be. But then again, at the end of the day, it's all about fun. It's all about you know excitement. Winning. Well, I definitely had fun right there. So that was because that was fun. I mean, really think about it. If you're a Rutgers fan, are you listening to the play by play? You're probably point, you're, you're screaming. You're, you're yeah, screaming too. You probably can't even hear what's going on anyway. Well, all right. Let's see any top twenty-five action tonight and this weekend that we'll look at on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Nebraska Auburn holiday hoops giving. The hell does that mean? <laughs> That's coming up Saturday at eleven thirty a.m. Wisconsin at Ohio State. Wisconsin uh, nice comeback win over Indiana earlier this week. That's at noon. BYU is at Creighton. Arkansas, Oklahoma. Hey, I guess uh, since there's not a lot of football on Saturday, watch hoops. There are a ton of great games. The Bonnies taking on oh, UConn. Oh, boy. You taking the Bonnies? Of course I'm taking the Bonnies. <laughs> Houston at Alabama. That's a good one coming up 10 o'clock tomorrow night. So Alabama great. gets a real test against the AAC. Great day of college hoops coming up on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, number one Purdue. They will not be number one on Monday. How about this? They are at NC State. Just kidding. They're in Brooklyn against NC State. Villanova taking on Baylor. That one is in Waco. And uh, Rutgers coming off that win last night will be at the Hall taking on Seton Hall. So there's your college basketball. Could you imagine that watch long? Which one now? The one uh, Purdue and Rutgers. I can't even imagine it. Could you imagine, Clip Brock? Week in, week out, I think about things that have happened In the next week week and a half? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, NFL Week 14 got started off with the 
a giant dud last night until the second half this was uh i tried to help you out as much as i could cj because i had the vikings i did the uh the tweet where i said this was the easiest pick of all time minnesota coming off the worst loss any team could ever have against the lions uh the steelers coming off an emotional win stopping a two-point conversion against the ravens the obvious easy pick was minnesota now i I don't remember the score when i tweeted that but things got a little closer it was like 26 to nothing at halftime and then late in the game i mean we'll just go to the last play and we can work our our way back but how about the how about big ben to fryermuth perfect ball great pass and i i I guess you got to catch it that's easy for me to say sitting on my couch eating cheetos (laughs) with the uh powder orange powder fingers but he gets crushed drops the ball game over minnesota wins it at home great comeback by the steelers but was that enough like you guys you and your your steeler crew on twitter gave up on the entire franchise in the first quarter yep absolutely was that comeback enough for you to say all right we're not dead yet we still got something this year it leaves a lot of questions i mean we pretty much have to win out to make the playoffs now it leaves a lot of questions you know we put up what was it uh 28 points in the fourth quarter so why could we have not had that kind of offense the first three quarters you know like where's this been we say it all the time um and pittsburgh fans would know what i'm talking about when ben roethlisberger is doing like a tempo offense the offense flows a lot better rather than there was a point it would like 10 or 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter where we needed a touchdown, down two touchdowns, we go run up the middle three times, and we punt it because why not? So, you know, it's play. It's a play-calling thing. I know Ben's not a spring chicken per se, but uh, he's still got a little bit in him, and if we had used it for three quarters rather than just that last one, it's a different story today. Um, I hate to do this now that we're, we're talking to a Steelers fan, but we do need to uh, – john our broncos fan and facebook live uh it's really sad news demarius thomas passing away um and i would like to maybe we'll get it for the four o'clock hour we'll have his uh catch and run against the steelers in the wild card as tim tabo with a laser to demarius thomas who did all the work and scored a touchdown but uh r.i.p demarius thomas the georgia tech wide receiver denver bronco uh passing away way too soon yeah that was tough news to wake up to today well i have our nfl week 14 picks coming up in hour number two but when we return brian north joins us we'll talk high school football championship ecu and a whole lot more that's on the way when we return on a treasure chest of friday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to uh, State Park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back, 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 back with you on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here. Uh, we had this out on our social media last night, and it was really cool to see that Clayton McCullough, former Pirate, Dodgers first base coach, uh, was interviewed for the New York Mets managerial job. And I, if I had to predict, say will say he won't get this job, but he's now out there in the interviewing cycle. His name is out there, so every time you see a managerial opening, uh, you will see his name pop up probably until he finally gets that first managerial job. So uh, that's awesome stuff. Clayton McCullough, uh, the Greenville native, former Pirate, and, of course, best known as my teammate on the Winterville Colts way back in the day when he was really good and I was barely got on the field. Uh, one time they put me in and for a two-point conversion, and I don't know why. They gave me the ball out of the backfield. Did you run the dang ball? I ran. I got hit. The wind got knocked out of me. I think I cried. And uh, shortly after that, I retired. There's no crying in football. Yeah. But you scored, right? <laughs> no. No, you scored. You can tell it however you want. Now. I, don't, I don't. I'm not going to make up sports legendary stories about myself. I'm going to be honest. I'm honest oh. with the listeners. That's one thing you can say about me. I will uh, be honest with you. And I was uh, I was not a football player, <laughs> so anyway, there's that. Ah, you're right. I didn't have to tell that story, did I? I probably shouldn't have. All right, moving along. Let's talk to Brian North, WCTI 12. Big weekend on tap for uh, area high school teams, including the J Trose Rampants. We'll talk about that. ECU and more as he joins us on the Fixed NC Live Line. North, how you doing today, man? Doing okay, you know, wrapping up uh, the high school football season here. Whatever it's been, 16, 17 weeks, it's, uh, it's been an interesting season. It all wraps up tonight and tomorrow. And uh, what a grind it's been for these teams that have made it to this point, including the team right down the road here from the Pirate Radio Studios, the J.H. Rose Rampants and Will Bland trying to win a championship for his team. I talked to him earlier in the week, Brian, and asked him, you know, the, the, back in the, the early to mid-2000s when Rose was going on those runs, you knew they'd be there at the end. I don't remember a lot of people saying this is a state championship caliber J.H. Rose team. And, you know, I asked Will about that after getting off to an 0-3 start. And uh, he honestly said, you know, he, he didn't know uh, that this team, he, he thought after the spring they had and losing in the first round of the playoffs his plan was to to make the playoffs again go on a run i don't even know if he he knew he had this kind of team in jh rose they were getting a lot of love early on in the preseason they were ranked in a lot of places and people thought they were going to be good they were picked uh, to tie newburn for the conference championship and so there was high hopes going into the season they go into wilson that first game at hunt and just kind of again to get punched in the mouth and everybody kind of 
sat up and took notice, and then they go and they next week as well to Cleveland, who turned out to be one of the better teams. Then they get smoked at Northeastern, a two-way school in Elizabeth City. And I think everybody said, what is wrong with this team? The defense was supposed to be great. They were giving up 50 points a game. The offense with Michael Allen was supposed to be all-world. And although they were putting a few points on the board, they weren't even competitive in, in two of those three games. So I think there was a lot of things that had to be questioned. They simplified the offense. They had to figure out what was wrong with the defense. And uh, eventually each week they got better and better. The key was that Tuesday night game win over Jacksonville. And outside of a loss to Newburn uh, that was – pretty bad uh they just kept getting better and better each week michael allen continued to get healthy will taylor got better as a quarterback and they started figuring out their defensive problems and you know as you know in football it's just getting hot at the right time and they got hot at the right time of the year yeah we, we talked about health too brian and we watch you know nfl college football there are updates on injuries all the time we don't know as much about the high school ranks unless you go out and do the research yourself so i asked him you know how, how healthy is the team and of course brought up michael allen because when your best player is healthy at this time of the year that's a good thing and uh some of that is luck brian having these these uh bullets in the chamber at this point in the season and it appears rose has that going into the game tonight against dudley right opposite happened in the spring when michael allen was right great then got the leg injury this time they went slow with him to start the year with the injury and and now he's playing his best football. His legs looked really fresh against Jacksonville and had an explosiveness there that was just eye-opening and showed you why he was a Division One recruit. And, and so, right, and then the rest of the guys, Clavon Brown's been healthy the whole year. He's been their MVP, and he's a guy starting to get some looks now as a two-way player. And, and again, you know, when your skill players stay healthy, uh, like they have at wide receiver, and, and Will Taylor's become much better at quarterback, that certainly helps. And then your, your lines have to stay healthy. And, and that's really been a big key for them, too. Brian, have we always had the Friday night championship games? Has that always been a thing? Oh, yeah. I can remember back when Bertie won a Friday night. Back okay. Juwan Rankins was playing there, the Rankins brothers. And so they've always tried to put in that Friday night game, yeah. And then when they went to the split classifications, uh, they've always had at least one game on Friday night. Newburn won their 2012 championship on a Friday night. I can remember that. All right, Jay Rose trying to do that tonight at Keenan Stadium. Brian, you've been following this Wallace Rose Hill story closely, and you tweeted earlier today, uh, a couple hours ago, that 60 players and staff have been given rapid tests, and they had one positive test, and that person is waiting on uh, test results, and they have been the team has been given the go-ahead to travel yep. to Raleigh to take on Shelby. So uh, th- that is good news, right? This team's going to be able to go and uh, play in the championship game tonight, which was in question at one point. Correct, and it's been look. This Wallace Rose Hill team has had to overcome adversity, going back to Hurricane Florence when uh, several players on the team had their homes flooded out. In fact, their star Kanye Roberts barely made it out of his house with only the clothes on his back and, and hmm. their families had to rebuild from there and and he's worked hard and now has received and, and verbally committed to Appalachian State but so this is team has overcome that they've overcome COVID they've had games moved and canceled and so this is just one more hurdle for them you know other teams have not had to deal with this but they have this week with three players testing positive the state health department getting involved coming up with a solution to test them all with a rapid test today and it's been a distraction. And I know Kevin Motzinger, is, is, he's not been happy about it. He's already had a few players who, who were going to miss the game this week anyways because of injuries. And so 
They, uh, we talked about Wallace Rose Hill being healthy. They are not healthy going into this game and taking on a really good Shelby team. So to have one more distraction is not what they wanted. But if there is any team that can overcome it, it's been Wallace Rose Hill with all the distractions they've had through the years and as successful as they've been. They kind of almost thrive off of having to deal with some of this stuff. Uh, when Will Bland joined us the other day, Brian, he said, uh, you know, forget about Rose. Right now it's about the East. Everybody get on board. I think he was trying to say that to me as a Conley guy to, you know, <laughs> forget your allegiances. Right now you're pulling for the East. So what other East teams are we rooting for tonight and uh, this weekend in the championships? Yeah, it's just that with, you know, with only four championships now, we've only got four teams uh, from the East, and the other one is Tarboro, who is back in trying to win two titles in six months, basically, because <laughs> they, they won the state championship in May, the last time they were split, but now they've come back and won the whole 1A deal in the East, and now they'll be taking on Mitchell at noon at Keenan Stadium on Saturday. And then the 4A game that we played at night, it's Cardinal Gibbons, who's actually walking to Carter-Finley Stadium. Their school is up the hill from Carter-Finley, so they're going to walk to the game wow. uh, tomorrow, and they'll take on uh, J.C. Chambers. So, um, yeah, only four championships of games, and that goes back. The last time we did this was 2001, so it's it's been interesting to – to go back to just four state championship games we uh you can get to a game via plane uh you can walk if you're close enough or you could be like east carolina for the military bowl brian they are busing it's a bit old school there's some team bonding uh going on there uh as they'll go to annapolis for the military bowl the opponent will be bc boston college we've been going over some of the you're good at this stuff brian like connections and things like that uh steve logan jeff jagosinski uh dominique davis and unfortunately we haven't been able to see winston tabs play basketball but he came from bc as well and hopefully we'll see him on the court uh, at some point yeah. for east carolina but uh that's uh, i don't know any other connections there we don't have many uh we don't have any on the field memories with these teams so uh trying to find some ecu bc connections here yeah no there it's hard when i when i saw that they were playing boston college i said that i go wow they, i know they never played before and so uh, and they really, uh, you brought up some guys I hadn't, I forgot all about with some of those connections. That's that's kind of cool. But no, there's not a lot of history there. And that's what the bowl games are pretty cool with when you get some of these matchups and you start creating a history and maybe there will be something there and these teams will meet on the field in the future, maybe in the regular season if they find out it's a good fit. But um, interesting matchup, a, a tough date two days after Christmas, three days after Christmas. That's always a tough date to play. And the military bowl, I remember when they played there in 2010, they just didn't have a lot of the bowl lead up because of the date of the game. So there's not as much for the players to do as far as, you know, bowling against the other teams right. or going to the, you know, all those fun things that they do at other places. So this is more of just kind of a, hey, let's show up and play sort of bowl game. And so, um, but I think for ECU, they're just excited for, with that seven year drought of not playing. They would play anybody at any time and be excited about it. If you go that long without playing in a bowl game, it really becomes special again. Yeah, and and it's great for East Carolina, great for the program, and I'm almost reluctant to talk about like the the program and laying a foundation because everything is so year to year in sports now, Brian, and it's uh, crept down to the college game when you you see it in the coaching carousel every year. But I'll say this: uh, going from 2021 to 2022 should be pretty smooth for East Carolina, at least with Mike Houston back on board. And we learned last weekend, Holt Ayler's back as well. And you got to think if Ayler's is back, that's going to 
you know a, a lot of the guys who are maybe on the fence about hey should i should i jump in the portal look for greener pastures uh you would think that uh the majority of the guys would be back on board for another year here at east carolina and to try to improve on a seven win regular season who knows maybe an eight win season for ecu yeah I was joking, uh, Mike Houston, I saw him at the Rose game the other night. He said, well, you've never been anywhere four straight years before, so this is going to be weird having you back for a fourth year. Wow, I didn't even uh, think about that one, Brian. Good point. Yeah, he, yeah, he said, yeah, I, guess, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's a bad thing, but yeah, he is, uh, all his coaching stops have been three years or less. So wow. This will be the longest he's stayed somewhere, and, and it helps when he has all these guys coming back. And there, there's good and bad with this whole COVID extra year mm-hmm. dealing with and he even talked about it it's almost there, there's times you almost have to tell kids they have to enter the the um transfer portal because it'd be better for them if they want to go play somewhere else they're trying to find scholarships free up you're, you're recruiting and trying to find even better players and then if you have people who want to transfer in you're having to figure those things out so the the shell game that coaches are having to play right now with the amount of players that they can have and the amount of good players that are out there it's an interesting mix right now. So this national signing day coming up this next week is always big. Um, it's always become three signing days now, right? You've got the, the December signing day, the February signing day, and then with all the transfers and stuff, there's almost a May signing day where uh, you have a spring signing deal where you get a lot of the transfers coming in who haven't found a home or graduated or grad transfers or whatever. So it's really made it interesting. And so for Mike Houston, you know – yeah, it, it's it's shaping up to be good, but we know how the expectations are. When you set those expectations high, things get a little more interesting. Yeah, that is uh, true, Brown. We talked last week, and uh, again, glad to have uh, Mike Houston back for uh, an unprecedented year four. Uh, Duke looking for a coach. We talked about that last week, North, and uh, <laughs> now uh, a name has emerged, uh, the Clapper, Jason Garrett, and uh, – Susie Colber, I love Susie Colber. I didn't know she was in the breaking news business or sources business, but uh, she tweeted earlier today, about an hour ago, hearing Jason Garrett is front runner for Duke head coaching job. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, head coaching experience. I've also good. Yeah, he's an Ivy League guy or something, right? So he he's, he knows the smart school stuff. But yeah, or is all that? He's a basketball fan, uh, so he's around there. I don't know, but uh, I don't know that. Uh, and some other names up there have been like the uh what the clemson offensive coordinator some coordinators right. so uh for the uva now right correct yeah front runner for the uva job so to have uh i don't know a head coach in there again we talked about how tough of a job it is you almost need a yeah. and you brought up i think like spurrier giving it one more go you kind of need a unique different guy to, to take that job and i think garrett would kind of fit that category yeah, it, it would. and it, it's funny. We mentioned that with this signing day coming up, how everybody wants to have a coach in place except for Duke. <laughs> You're right. They just approach things differently. But everybody else is scrambling to find somebody in there to, to get the recruiting done. But for Duke, yeah, I think you almost have to take a different approach. Here's a name. Let's say, well, throw Steve Logan in there. You know, he's always talked about winning left-handed. And, is he still in the triangle? Uh, that's a good question. I, I was wondering if he was still doing radio because I didn't travel as much to games this year and I didn't catch him. Yeah, I hadn't heard him in a while. Yeah, so if there was a guy who always talked about at East Carolina, he he could never uh, fight with the, a loaded gun. He'd always have to do it, you know, different ways. So why not throw that name out there? You threw enough money at him, Steve would be interested. Uh, he didn't really like recruiting, right, Brian? And I mean, Duke doesn't care about their recruiting rankings anyway. It could be a great job for him. <laughs> Correct. 
and you hire the right people, you know, you, you don't have to go out and recruit. So, I, look, I, I think it's that won't happen, but you have to go kind of that approach of, of going somebody different and finding a, just kind of a different way to, to, to fit in with the rest of the, the class. So, you know, uh, sometimes being the oddball, you got to find a way to fit in. So I think that's what Duke is trying to figure out right now with their football team. Yeah, and, uh, and and speaking of those triangle schools, and and, and we talked about ECU and, and guys coming back next year. Dave Doran back. Uh, looks like uh, I've seen this week, Brian, that'll be the first opponent for East Carolina in 2022, but I've seen this week that a lot of uh, state players are buying in for next year, and there's already talk, and you know you can believe what you want to believe but you know this is going to be dave doran's best team in 2022 that's going to be the year kind of heard that in the past but it does feel like uh coming off this year i think they can get to win number 10 uh if they win their bowl game uh and he's been around what eight nine years now brian it's been a uh a nice run for dave doran where he's tried to just kind of get over the hump and you know, you win nine games, you're you're doing something there in Raleigh. So I know the folks in Raleigh are. Uh, I think they're they're happy with what they got coming back next year as well. And if you look at what's happening with Clemson, if they're going to lose both their coordinators, and there's even talk of Dapo Sweeney possibly being the Raiders head coach. So there's some turmoil <laughs> going on with Clemson right now, where you can take advantage of that little window. Wake Forest has obviously gotten better, but NC State, I don't believe, has ever played in an ACC championship game. Nah. So that's a missing feather in their cap and so I, I think they'd like it to there. Devin Leary's coming back it always helps when your quarterback returns you can't ever replace game experience as long as he can stay healthy and no it's, it's shaping up there and when they hired I remember they hired Dave from Northern Illinois and uh, I'd heard he was going to be if, if Pack fans would just stay with him and hope he was not going to be Chuck Amato as far as the <laughs> used car salesman approach right. you know they just wouldn't allow Dave to do his thing, he'd, he'd create a consistent winner at NC State, which he's pretty much done. He's had one or two blips on the radar, but overall, he's done what you want football coaches to do, win seven, eight, nine games a year and occasionally get a shot uh, at an ACC title and occasionally get a shot at, at being ranked in the top five, top ten in the country. Well, between Doran and O'Brien, they, they like went away as far away from Chuck Amato as they could get on, <laughs> on the excitement level spectrum, right? <laughs> They sure did. Uh, wait for, I always called it the Valvano approach. I thought Jim Valvano ruined it for everybody in NC State because they've gotten rid of some pretty good coaches through the years who just weren't the used car salesman type, uh, uh, including Herb Sendek, who I thought was one of the best basketball coaches, and they ran him out of town because yeah. he wouldn't say North Carolina. Beating North Carolina was bigger than any other game. So, you know, it, it comes down to ultimately winning. I don't think the fans care as much as long as you're winning. And yeah. But the expectations continue to go up with NC State. We all we've always known that they have always set that bar kind of high there, and then that can always uh, lead to some issues. Life, life in general, when you set that bar really high and have expectations and don't meet them, that's what all the disgruntledness seems to come from. And there you go. It's all about expectations. Set your sights low, people. That's what we're telling you. <laughs> uh, but Brian, you made me think just there for a second. It doesn't matter. You can you can get on board with anything if uh, if a coach is winning. Like with the rough stuff, you know, people love rough around here. But there was a lot late in his tenure that all right, I'm sick of this hug 'em up crap and this love crap. Like when they were winning, 
it was uh, all love man these guys are a family it's awesome and then when you're hugging them up and they're losing it's not as cool and then you see like mike houston hugging holton nailers after a win and it's like oh it's the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life so if you're winning uh one thing is cool and then if you lose the next game that same thing is uh you know devastating you don't want to see it so. i always remember when people complain about steve logan squatting oh yeah the bench right that when they when they started losing it's because he was squatting at the other end of the bench and not paying attention. which he had done what his entire career and his entire <laughs> life and, yeah. and there was no one who analyzed the game more than steve logan i found him to be one of the most brilliant minds football and how he did things and was a trendsetter but my god you get a couple of losses and you look for anything to be the excuse for it it still to this day cracks me up the things that people look for to be the reason for a team losing uh brian before we let you go surely do we got the music ready can we crank it up 40 bowls in 14 days it's time for brian north to pick a bowl game 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls, 14 days. 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. All right, Brian North. Bringing it back this year. 40 bowls in 14 days. get the chandler screaming there all right you know how uh this works brian i throw out a bowl game that you have no clue uh who's gonna win or what who the teams are and uh, you're gonna pick a winner so. which will be 39 of the bowls but yeah go ahead and you are a seasoned vet both in the sports biz and in life so you got stories about everything so you 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 are the connection guy maybe you got some connections to these schools we'll see let's go uh to shane carton country now and uh the famous idaho potato bowl this will be december 21st albertson stadium in boise 3 30 on espn december 21st is a tuesday brian and the kent state golden flashes will be taking on wyoming how about them cowboys so this is seven and six versus six and six. Kent State seven and six, Wyoming six and six. I know you put a lot of thought into this one, Brian. So give us your pick here. Uh, Kent State has been a scoring machine this year, and there was one year that Kent State actually had like three or four kids from Greenville on their roster for like one or two years. It was kind of crazy out of nowhere. I don't even know what the coaching connection was, but they had them there when they were horrible. But now Kent State is uh, off to. Uh, a pretty good season, and they I just know they put up a ton of points. So give me Kent State over them Cowboys. I, Cowboys. I do have a bit of a connection here, Brian. I just Googled it to confirm. Uh, Jason Nichols, who was an East Carolina wide receiver, really good player. Uh, he was a coach here. He's now back as um, director of player development at East Carolina. He was at uh, – Oh, crap. Never mind. He was at Toledo. <laughs> I had a great buildup for that. 
<laughs> and that's not oh okay all right here we go here we go brian here we go he joined toledo after four years at kent state there you go in the early to mid 2000s so maybe there's the greenville connection we were looking for there you go yeah and uh, i just remember there was uh, and i can't remember the kids names from rose but yeah it's about the time they were running all those state championships okay so they had a couple players going up there jason nichols pulled them out of uh greenville and took them to kent state which is in ohio yeah okay all right there you go north good stuff buddy what you got planned for the weekend you uh covering any games or hanging out with the fam no, Brent Kennedy's going to have it all covered, so uh, just watching the games on TV, hanging with the fam. Uh, actually got a little bit of an oyster roast I'm going to. Uh, well, look at you, Mr. <laughs> Social Life. That's great. I know. Ugly sweater oyster roast where um, I might even have a soda or something. We'll see. <laughs> Live it up, Brian North. Good stuff, well, man. You know, Taylor, Taylor just turned one year old, so she's old enough to handle herself now, so we can leave the kids at home and get out there and go is that how it works yeah yeah you get uh how old are they uh brian now uh tinsley though she'll be three in a month or two. Oh yeah she can fend for herself she knows where the cheerios are and yeah correct yeah, yeah. and they're both walking so they can get to bed by themselves now so yeah well, that'd be good uh i would say brian no more than four hours leave them alone other if it's beyond four hours that's bad parenting <laughs> <laughs> gotcha perfect good to know I, uh, I love to hear from veterans like you that's uh, <laughs> on the road before so perfect all right nord thanks for joining us man have a great weekend all right sounds good clippy there is brian north joining us today on uh pirate radio live let's take a quick break we'll come back uh we'll see we'll try to get up with greeny mark greenhelge tiger woods gonna be back on the course soon we got some golf topics to hit some football to talk about as well we'll do that when we return and wrap up our one of pirate radio live after this to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's uh, head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. We'll wrap up Hour 1 with some golf talk, a little football talk as well before we dive into Hour 2 with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, who is early today, by the way. He's already here. Hello, hey, Tony. Hello. What's up, buddy? Uh, we will talk Panthers. We will talk NFL Week 14 coming up in just a moment. But first, we'll head out to the Fixed NC Live Line and talk to Greeny, Mark Greenhelch, host of the Golf Shop Radio Show. You can hear it 8 to 10 a.m. Saturday mornings right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how you doing today? 
I'm doing great, Cliff. How are you doing? Doing good. And uh, Greeny, you're a bit of a uh, soothsayer when I ask you about golf news because you uh, did suspect when we talked to you a while back that Tiger Woods might be back on the course in action uh at pnc with his son and sure enough that is the plan tiger woods expected to be back on the golf course so uh you know what does this mean for him returning to real competitive pga potentially ma- uh, major play greeny in your estimation well you know that's what we're going to get we're going to get major championships maybe the wgc maybe jack's tournament maybe arnie's tournament and that might be about it for tiger but here's the thing when I break that, when I look at his swing really closely, you, you see the right leg is not doing a whole lot in the golf swing. Now, big hitters get their power from the ground. So you really use your legs to drive from the ground up and you kind of push off of the ground. The fact that he can't push really with that right leg yet tells me a lot and tells me that we're not really close. Now, the question will be how long is it going to take to get some strength back in that leg? So that's definitely one of the things you look at is, you know, his right leg is almost coming off the ground right before impact, like he's really trying to favorite. And he really looks bulked up, bulked up on the upper half of his body. So he might be trying to compensate for the lack of lower body strength, especially in the right leg, with some upper body strength. So keep an eye on that. But, I, you know, people are saying the Masters. Right now, I don't see that. Mark Greenell's joining us. And, and I saw an interview with him. I believe he was talking to – Nick Faldo and and he asked him, you know, is there pain in the swing? And he kind of paused and and said the answer was something to the effect of, not really. But if I give my the swing I want to give on every swing, then yes, there is pain. So uh, clearly not back uh, all the way. So you think uh, Masters is in question? Uh, do you think he he does play uh, in a major in 2022 at some point, Greeny? I don't know, but I think the key for me, like I said, watching the, these swings and watching what we're going to see at the PNC, I'll need to see what happens in two months. So if I see him hitting golf shots in two months and I see a little bit of leg drive with that right leg, then you start to get a little, you know, it piques your interest that maybe Augusta National is a possibility yeah. and the Masters is a possibility. But beyond that, I really don't know. I mean, um, you know, St. Andrews, the, the the Open Championship is a venue he's won at before. That could be a place to look at more of a return. And the, the the Masters, for me, is probably, right now, I would say it's probably maybe a 20% proposition that he would play. Greeny, what's going on in the golf world right now that we need to know about? Looks like the, uh, the QBE shootout. Is this some sort of uh, duo pairing event that is going on? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a hit and giggle. They play, uh, they play different formats in this thing, so they'll play some uh, alternate shots, some best ball. Um, even Lexi Thompson's playing in this thing, so uh, they mix it up a little bit. So this is kind of uh, one of those events that's, uh, you know, the fun time of year. I mean, we used to get the uh, the skins game around Thanksgiving. We really don't have that anymore. We had the match with Brooks and Bryson. Um, we got a real event last week with the Hero, um, so that, you know, with 20 top players in the world, so that's a, a primetime event. But this one is is kind of it. And then... It's the last uh, time that we really see an official event until the Century Tournament of Champions uh, the first week of January. Greeny, I always like to mix a Clemson question in for you since you are a, uh, a Tiger and the Tigers are in the news because they're losing some assistance, losing their offensive and defensive coordinators, it appears, with Venables to Oklahoma and uh, potentially a UVA has uh, found their man as well 
and uh and tony elliott so uh you know a new challenge for Dabo here maybe that's a good thing maybe that uh lights a fire under him after a a down year for clemson in their terms but a pretty good year overall for the tigers in the wind column so how about losing these coordinators and, and how much of a hit uh, for Dabo in the program is that green I think it's much more of a hit on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Venables being here for 10 years and the defense really blossoming. I mean, the main reason they went out and got Brent Venables was they got blown out by West Virginia in a bowl game, and, and Brent Venables became available because basically Stoops at Oklahoma let him go um, because they had a little trouble on the defensive side of the ball. The way I look at that, though, Clemson right now has a very good group of players returning on the defensive side of the ball. They've got some recruits coming in. I know they've lost one out of New Jersey as safety, but if they can maintain the rest of the guys that they have coming in with what they have coming back, guys like Brian Brissett coming back off of injury, um, this defense right now, like the players that are coming back, I mean, somebody as a defensive coordinator could walk in and for the next two years, they couldn't, they wouldn't, if they didn't recruit anybody, this would be a top defense for the next two years. On the offensive side of the ball, um, I still maintain that if Clemson had had mediocre quarterback play in the first half of the year they'd be undefeated right now and they'd be going to play in the playoff of course with mediocre offense in the playoff you get you get crushed so um obviously they got to figure out the quarterback side of things if bj uyungle is the is the answer if he can figure it out but there's always a kid named Cade klubnik coming out of texas that's uh, thrown it all over the yard in the uh, high school playoffs down in texas so uh, i think it's less of an issue that you're losing tony elliott on that side of the ball um, it'll be interesting to see if he fills the offensive side from within because he's got guys like uh, Streeter and uh, Grisham that are the are both got involved in the passing game uh, already on staff. I would say maybe, I mean, you could look at uh, the, the guy that I forget, uh, Diaz, Manny Diaz out of Miami that got fired. He was a defensive coordinator. So, I mean, hmm. there's options out there. Yeah. Mark Greenell is joining us. Greeny, uh, coaching offense and running an offense in football is not that hard. I mean, all you got to do is pass it three times and run the ball 45 times like the Patriots did the other night, and you win. It's simple, right? Yeah, that, that was an interesting <laughs> game watching the Patriots. But I guess, um, and I, I saw it broken down even more, where um, one of their key drives uh, to, to, take the, the, to get the lead and extend the lead, they actually ran the same play four times. They <laughs> flipped it from one side of the field to the other yeah. and back and then back. I guess if nobody's going to stop you, you might as well keep running the ball, right? That was wild. And uh, just uh, Bill Belichick doing his thing. And, and really, I mean, credit. The, the Patriots offensive line had to love that game, just run blocking, run blocking, uh, only going back to pass block three times. But Patriots' hottest team in the NFL uh, right now. And, uh, and and Greeny, my Washington football team, the hottest team in the NFC. So uh, our team's playing pretty good right now. Greeny, uh, good stuff. What you got coming up Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show? So, as always, we'll uh, catch up with our man, Bill Bender. Then we will check in with Rob Spellman of Golf Aficionado. He's going to tell us what great resort he's been to lately. Um, we've got Jonathan Snyder, um, who's going to talk adaptive golf, as the United States Golf Association has added a U.S. Open for adaptive golf. So that's a, a brand-new event that you'll look for in 2022. And we'll also catch up with, uh, I think, Greensboro's own John McGinnis, who's uh, got a new radio show coming out with, uh, with David Faraday. So those two guys on radio, I don't know how long that show is going to last. If They might kick him off. The FCC might kick him off. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, sounds good. Greeny will be locked in 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. Appreciate your time today. Have a great show tomorrow, Greeny, and we'll talk again soon. 
right, thanks. Clip. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Panthers coming off a bye. Chandler's last stand. Tony is kind of already given up. We'll talk Panthers-Falcons, and we'll pick week 14 of the NFL when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Jersey Mike's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner you can order in the store or online through the jersey mike's app jersey mike's a sub above now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock all righty week 14 i hate saying it and i keep saying it and it's sad to say it is slowly slipping away from our grasp this football season uh and it has been a wild one maybe wilder than normal with all the parody in the nfl we pick a great team every week and then they lose and we have to pick a new great team and there just are no great teams are the patriots a great team i don't know they went to buffalo and won a weird one the other night running the football uh 40 plus times and throwing the football three times uh so right now let's do a quick playoff picture as we welcome in tony dunn to the conversation and uh in the afc the patriots we get the bye it would be titans versus bills i like that uh, Ravens, Bengals, and Chiefs, Chargers. Those would be your playoff matchups on Super Wild Card Weekend. And we don't know anything about any of those teams. <laughs> you know, we that, really don't know if any of them are very good teams. That would be the Music City Miracle rematch. That it would. Uh, and a rematch of a great Monday night game from earlier this year, right? Uh, Cardinals will get the bye in the NFC. It would be Packers versus Niners. Washington at Tampa. Heineke revenge game. Uh, and the Cowboys Heineke. Cowboys hosting the Rams. That would be the matchups if the playoffs started today. So we would have a watch-along for the wild card game like we did la- earlier this year where the Washington football team hosted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So... Yeah, it'd be fun. It could in be fact, like reverse. I'm root. I'm rooting for that. Yeah, me too. I'll sit in this chair and then you can sit I'm in this chair. I'm always rooting for road. a watch-along. Me too. Me too. They're yeah. fun. I was if about I was to say, invited to you one. would be invited to this one. Oh, really? I hope so. I was about to say, I don't want to get see the Bucks, but then again, would I rather go to Lambo? I think honestly, well, you technically have beaten the Bucks this year, so like, yeah, you want some, get some. I guess. Uh, I guess you don't want to face the revenge Bucks, the angry Brady Bucks. Ugh, no, Ang- thank you. Angry Brady Bucks. Uh, not not a fan of that. All right, uh, so gentlemen's uh, Panthers, Tony. We got oh, a lot to well, talk one, about. One oh, second before the Panthers, how the heck are the 49ers in the play like good and in the playoffs? Like, I don't know. They are the must be the team that I have not paid attention to all year that somehow is winning. And I'm not picking them this week, <laughs> and I shouldn't have picked them last week. Uh, who had it? Tony had the Seahawks beating one. the Niners. I did get it. Um, all right, Redbeard's already got a question. Panther news. 
and opinions. He said, I got to ask Tony, how does Joe Brady go from Panthers want him forever to getting fired on his day off? Was that a surprising move, Tony? Um, no. No, maybe like uh, the, t- the timing of the week, right? Is that if you are going to fire in the bye week, you expect them to do During the it week. Like earlier. Like, I mean, and again, this kind of is my criticism with Matt Rule at this point, or one of the many criticisms, is that the indecisiveness of his decisions. Well, and too, Tony, last week we talked about how stable, calm, consistent Ron Rivera is. And how Rule is, uh, did we come up with a word? Was it finicky? He's fickle. Impatient. And we saw that. I thought about you when I saw that news. I was like, this kind of feels like that. And if he would have done it on Tuesday, you go, oh, man, he had planned on this. He had been considering and thinking. It was just like he had looked all week. He has been reading the newspapers. He (laughs) is starting to feel the heat on his own seat. And then he fired Joe Brady. Uh, To redbeard's question or point though i'd say who wanted him forever is that you know is that like we don't know is that we didn't really know much about him he was wonder boy for a while he uh, was a name that people continue to tell us was some golden ticket to success he was behind the well i guess you could say behind the success for that magical season with lsu where they went undefeated won the national championship with joe burrow he was not the offensive coordinator at lsu he or was, he just I, th- yeah. I think people get mistake like i think people think that he was the offensive coordinator at lsu at the time he was not he was the passing coordinator the offensive coordinator was the guy that took his place at baylor um oh really yeah i can't remember his name aranda Dave aranda yeah so um I mean, I'm sure he had some sort of success in that. Um, and and how do you not do well in that system at this point? Look at how good Joe Burrow has transitioned to the NFL. Look at how well Cincinnati, how good Cincinnati's become, uh, and all the talent that was on that LSU team. It's kind of, you know, is it the chicken or the egg type uh, argument there? But and their but, head coach has already been fired. I don't know if you guys have mentioned that, but coach is yeah, out yeah. already without all those players. It does. I mean, it is surprising to see that how quickly things have come have fallen apart in Carolina to where Joe Brady might not be the last person fired in all of this. Now, is this a smokescreen? What do you mean? Is this like hiding? Well, Tony, something? didn't you say uh, self preservation? Yeah, for uh, Matt Rule, I think so. Is that is like is you have to at some point show that you're trying to move the needle or do something and at it, while everything is going wrong and it's almost to the point where where there's too many people in the lifeboat and somebody's got to get thrown out and it's either me you or if we all sit in this boat together we're all gonna die together <laughs> it's gonna sink yeah <laughs> and so and I, I i was a little surprised at this point that it happened at the bye week. I thought maybe it would happen at the end of the season, but some rumors have said now that they were contemplating at the end of last season, which I, I don't know if they're verified or not. But this Jeff Nixon guy? Yeah. I tell you one thing is he is super charismatic at the podium, uh, seems very uh, confident and upbeat given the kind of state of the team. And I already, I, well, I've, I've heard people say this, we already like him more than Matt Rule. <laughs> Well, I mean, I did some research on Jeff Nixon. This is a guy that goes back with Matt Rule for a very long time. He was his roommate at Penn State. I believe he's been with Matt Rule every step of the way of his coaching career. I don't know know if he was at Temple with Matt Rule, um, but I do know he was the offensive coordinator under Matt Rule at Baylor. And I guess when Matt Rule got the job in Carolina, he said, hey, look, 
I want, of course, you've been with me every step of the way. I want you to come with me and join my staff. Hey, I'll let you be the running backs coach. I'll let you have one of the easiest jobs on the staff coaching Christian McCaffrey. And uh, I guess he knew he was going to be bringing in Joe Brady. Um, but, you know, Jeff Nixon now is getting his, his chance uh, to call plays and have some sort of success for this Panthers team who still is technically in the playoff hunt. Oh, my gosh. I want to. I don't know if Tony wants me to do this. I'm sure Chandler does. Do you want me to give you some hope? No, I want to I, yes. comment on what he's going to say though, real quick. All right, go ahead. To his, to Jeff Nixon's credit, um, you, you can say that. I mean, he has, he does have a relationship that goes way back with um, Matt, Matt Rule, and also you can say that, like, hey, this is an easy job, I guess, coaching Christian McCaffrey. But to his credit, he is experienced coaching running backs in the NFL. He was with, I believe, if Andy Reid was still, um, he was in Philadelphia when Lashawn McCoy was there. Uh, he was in Miami when Jay Ajaje <laughs> was there. Just one of them. So he has uh, he's had some been with some successful pro programs, and I think it's interesting that maybe he might have the most pro experience on this staff altogether. All right, give me the hope. I got a scenario right. for you. You ready? But we have to win out. I mean, I, I think that's the part of the scenario. Yeah, but you won't you won't you won't hope each week. I'm gonna give you some okay. hope for this week and next week. Washington loses to Dallas. That could happen. They're underdogs. Okay. San Francisco loses on the road at Cincinnati. I'm gonna pick that to happen. I am as well. Uh the Panthers beat the Falcons. Okay. Not picking that, but the okay. Saints they can beat the Jets. If they lose to the Jets, it'd help even more. But let's say the Saints beat the Jets. So everything I just said, very possible. That would make the Washington, San Fran, Minnesota, Eagles, Panthers, all with the same, and Saints, all with the same record at, for that final two playoff spots. Chandler's grinning. Tony's giving the eh, whatever. But all I'm saying is if that plays out, which is likely it plays out that way, uh, the Panthers, I don't know how the tiebreakers would work. But for two spots in the playoffs, you guys would be tied with six Well, we've teams. beat the Saints. We've beat beaten uh, the Falcons. Lost yeah. to the Vikings. Right. Lost so. to the Eagles. Lost to Washington. I do feel like the Vikings should just be forever kicked out of the playoff hunt for losing to the Lions. That's like an eliminator? Yeah. Like, yeah. that should be, like, negate every... That should be their tiebreaker Maybe. for the wrong <laughs> way. You know, it's like yeah. a double break. Yeah, yeah, you're on to something there. So that I mean that just tells you how much of a log jam there is. No, we'll be right back is this is the Panthers win this week and then you'll go, Oh my gosh, Jeff Nixon really revitalized this offense. This defense now is is circling the wagons. It has statistically is better than we've given it credit for. And Buffalo, they're up and down every oh. week. They could be down next week and could, boy, imagine the momentum you catch if you beat a playoff contender like Buffalo. Oh, the wait, worst, I can't wait for that discussion. The I don't know what's the worst thing about the Panthers right now. The you know the coach, the OC fired, uh, McCaffrey hurt, or the schedule. We talked about it last week, Tony. But at Bills, Bucks, at Saints, at Bucks, <laughs> yeah. that might they might have the toughest schedule left in football. They it probably is do. Not uh, very helpful. That's brutal. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. We'll pick Falcons, Panthers. And the rest of week 14 when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, let's make some picks on the year. I am 112 and 66 straight up. Chandler slash Glenn, mostly Chandler at this point. 112 and 66. Tony, five games back. 107 and 71. Mm. Mm. We're all doing pretty good. We're not. This is bad. This is not good. We last we've actually had some good years. I mean, there's been a couple of years in the past we've come in here and been like 13 and 3, 11 and like weeks in a row. This year we have had multiple 500 or below 500 yeah. records. I mean, I went, I only got 3. I went 3 and 13 one time this this season, which is crazy. <laughs> but I will I will continue to argue that while I don't know much about football at the same time, no one can predict half of these games yeah. at this point. And we've said it. I mean, there's always a major upset on the schedule. The problem is trying to pick it and being out there on an island by yourself picking it. So, Falcons at Panthers. Um, I, I'm Panthers off a bye. I'm going to take Carolina to win. You're not going Carolina, are you? You said yeah, it earlier. Is. Yeah, he is. This is my last leg. And... Did you mean, put that away, please? <laughs> what what was that Greg Olson 7 4 crew? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go Panthers just for the sake of our season. I would say for the last 5 days, week in and week out, I have thought about this. Week in and week out. For the last week and a half, <laughs> for the last 5 days. <laughs> um I'm taking Atlanta. I don't care. Tony has spent weeks thinking about the this these last couple of days. Yeah, I need to make up a game. You're taking the Falcons? Yeah. It's a bad time. They are... Now, if I had some Falcons fans on this side of the table, I could say, all right, guys, I'm going to run a scenario for you and say everything I just said and say, Falcons beat the Panthers, then they're in that six-win group. So this is an important game, actually, for both these teams. It is, and yeah. uh, they seem to be heading in the right direction while we have been heading in the wrong direction. But maybe Jeff Nixon and the change of scenery, or you know, maybe it does something for the Panthers. I do want Cam to have um, – I, I just need to see the Panthers. I, need, I don't know. It's very – I almost want to just to pass on this game. I can see us getting the win on Sunday and some of those delusional fan accounts that I follow on Instagram and Twitter having Jeff Nixon's, like – like picture and saying local man save city <laughs> over one win against the falcons God, i feel guilty man. i love delusion i feel Chandler. so guilty right now uh all right browns ravens cj we'll bring you in real quick as a afc north hack we never did talk about the one specific player on the steelers yeah let's get your uh first of all Les claypool your uh what band was that that is uh primus okay let's get your uh take on chase claypool real quick you ready to cut him now? 
We're getting real close, Clip. We're getting real close. You're going to still I'm, give him a shot? To cutting him? I don't want well, that Well, not, Macho. okay, not cut him, but. Did you see what happened? But, but, yeah, where he like, and then he yelled at everybody Yeah, afterwards. then he got did mad. Did you see the post-game interview? I did he, not see that. He blamed Trey Turner. He's. <laughs> He said, I was trying My to... My Trey Turner? Our Trey Turner. Our Trey Turner. <laughs> I didn't even know that until today. I, I forgot he said that. He, was, he said he was trying to, you know, do his thing, kind of celebrate the first down, and he said... Why would he want to do that? I, I know, and then it got worse. He said, He said. then he came and knocked the ball out of my hands while I was trying to give the ball to the ref. No, you weren't. You were on a knee. You were still celebrating. Like you know, uh, Steve Smith called him out as just kind of a basic wide receiver on uh, on uh, the Pat McAfee show. Did you see yesterday. what Ryan Clark said about Ryan it? Ryan Clark is 100% correct. Yeah, he torched him today. He is overdeveloped as a physical football player because he, he's got all the tools that you want, but mentally he's wildly underdeveloped. He has no awareness of what's going on other than what he's doing at any given time. Kids these days. Kids. All right. Um, Ravens, Browns, CJ. This, If the Ravens win this game, they win the North. This is a North clincher for them, fair to say. Uh, Bengals are still – let's see. Do they play each other? Uh, I'll see the Ravens. The Ravens lost last week, didn't they? They had a two-point conversion against the Steelers. Uh, the They are at Cincinnati. Ooh, their schedule. How about this schedule for the Ravens? At Browns, Packers, at Bengals, Rams, Steelers. Tough schedule for them. Not Steelers. And I think I said... Every game but that Wasn't one. it clip last week that I said the lock was Ravens by four? What game was it I said that? I don't know. But let's just pretend you didn't. I know. Uh, CJ, your, your pick is unofficial, but you think the uh, Ravens went on the road? Or? I, I would definitely pick the Ravens. I don't... The Browns are a home favorite in this game. Browns are four and two at home. I I don't trust the Brown. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I mean I don't trust Lamar much either. But give Baker the ball in two minutes to go, and he needs to lead, and he's throwing a pick. Big trust. I'm gonna take the Ravens. I'm gonna go Browns at home on this one. But uh, do you don't trust Lamar in the fourth. They man, he just slays it in the fourth. He's given us reasons to doubt him um, as of late. That Miami game in particular, but I think uh, I think they're just so injured. The Ravens squad right yeah. now, it's just it's just been wrecked by injury. I'm gonna take the Browns because uh, I don't know why. I'm just trying to make a game up, Chandler. Uh, I'll let you have that opportunity. I'm gonna take the Ravens. Thank that you, opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> Jaguars at Titans. I'll take Tennessee. I think we all will. Is Urban Meyer the worst coach in the history of football? No. No. Is that Mo? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't have my list prepared. What a terrible. But Urban I mean, Myers. How awful is that? Have you seen this picture floating around that's got my man Gardner Minshew compared to uh, Trevor Lawrence through his first 12 games? No. Oh, oh it's awesome. Oh, the stats? It puts the stats, but oh. at the bottom, oh. it has these three extra like categories and one is spirit animal and uh for gardner Minshew, it's uncle rico and for trevor lawrence it's uh sarah jessica parker <laughs> and, like, uh, and it's like could he beat the mascot in a fight and one is like hell yeah and then for trevor lawrence it's like destroyed <laughs> and it's awesome have you seen i'm the, a Minshew fan dude did the, you see the video of him and his dad after the game who Minshew? Minshew and no, his dad. I, I mean, it was very like um, 
I don't know. It was kind of. It scary, was aggressive brewing. A lot of hugs, it was, and it was punches, a lot, a lot of emotional yeah. switches going off because he was very excited. Then he looked like he was ready to beat his dad up. <laughs> well, he I can't him wait. Up maybe four or five up. times, he punched him in the chest. Have you seen the fallout from the Jaguars? James Robinson uh, got pulled got for bent. fumbling, and then Hyde went in, fumbled. Then they put Robinson in, who's kind of been dealing with stuff late in the game to like run out the clock. And Robinson was asked about this, and. He was not trying to be a jerk or anything. He just he was very honest. Like I don't know, uh, the coaches told me to go in, so I went and played. And the 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 interviewers kept trying to get something out of him. Like, do you think that was weird? Was that strange that you were in? And he was like, I guess it was a little strange. Yeah, like I, I don't mess. And yeah, that goes back to your it, original it's, question. It's just bizarre how bad it is. Like he ruined and, Trevor. He ruined the best prospect in the history well, of football. I, I'll say it is too early to make all these declarative statements. And but Urban Meyer keeps saying, "I am committed to staying here and turning around this franchise." <laughs> Except for they don't. They asked me to leave, but <laughs> I will not leave. Uh, yeah, that's what. Just like it, that bar I was at last night, I would not leave. Right now, the questions are: Are you going to uh, go back to college to a big time school? And he says, "I'm committed to staying here." And then, when Shad Khan fires him, he's going to say, "No, I'm committed to staying. Here. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I will not leave." Who's coming with me? Uh, Raiders at Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs, but I think this will be a close game. I was going to say, I think the Raiders at least cover. I don't know if they can win on the road. Ten is a lot of points. I might take the Chiefs. I'm getting I'll go, I'll go right Raiders. Time. I'll go on the island. Wow, I like it. Saints at Jets. Alvin Kamara back. Uh, oof. Eesh. I might let y'all go first. I like the Jets plus the points, but I will take the Saints to to win kind of a last gasp for uh, their season you know what i'm gonna take the jets here i'll take jets too okay all right when we return cowboys at washington and the rest of the week 14 slate we're back with more tony dunn joins us after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, when your AC or your heater needs repair or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or give them a call at 321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Here on a Friday, we'll open up the Pirate Radio Treasure Chest coming up in Hour 3. Morgan Ayler is going to join us in just a little bit but right now we'll continue talking nfl making our picks and this is what i wanted a big game 
at glorious FedEx Field on a Sunday in December against the Dallas Cowboys. And Washington's won four in a row. Cowboys are getting healthy. Cowboys are a favorite in this game, as they should be. Washington's four wins have all come as underdogs. And uh, what do you guys think about the matchup? Let's have and go! Is that I, what he said? Uh, who? Rivera? Uh, Ron Rivera. Oh, Ron Rivera said a lot. Uh, thanks for reminding me. Mike McCarthy came out with the, we're going to win this game, a practical guarantee, which I said yesterday doesn't mean anything. There's no stakes behind it or anything. But Ron Rivera was asked about it. Charlie, do you have that? We'll pull it up in a second. I, I don't, I love Rivera, and I like these comments because it makes the game fun, like more fun than it is already. But I don't know if he necessarily had to say anything about it, but he did respond. Here's Rivera's comments. Mike McCarthy basically guaranteed a win, going out there and saying Dallas will get this victory. What is your response when you hear a head coach saying that? I think it's interesting. I don't think it's important. I think that's the big mistake is because as far as I'm concerned, you know, you do that for a couple of reasons. One is you want to get in our head. And so I've told our players, this is that's interesting. It's not important. What's important is our preparation, getting ready to play on Sunday. Secondly, he's trying to convince his team. You know, so again, I think that's another mistake because he's now made it about him and what he said. It's not about his players anymore. So I think that's the big mistake. That's why, to me, you know, you don't do those things. What you do is you focus in on, you get ready, and you play football. We show up on Sunday, and we'll see what happens. All this right. is soft. Ron Rivera needs to come out stronger than that. That's, I, soft that's always been Ron Rivera. I don't know. I, I like that he called. He basically said that McCarthy made a mistake. I, I mean Rivera. I don't. I don't like any of like as a fan. I enjoy it, but it does nothing to help your cause when you're like going back and forth about who's going to win the game. I'm just saying. I'd like them to come out a little stronger and say, "I hope them." I'm glad they feel that way, man. This is we've been underdogs all for the last four weeks. That's fine. This is our game. But I, I'm, I'm not really going to be upset at Mike McCarthy for saying they're going to win. Like, what else is he supposed to say? Exactly. I, as I said when I said the, I said, uh, man says his team will win this weekend, and it, it happens every week by millions across unless the country. he was scoffing at the Washington football team, you know. But he said we will win this football game. I mean, if you say it in a context that's not like overly arrogant, but confident but it'd be another thing like we didn't even have to practice we're gonna win this football game that would be different you know or i guarantee a win but you would i don't know i i like confidence um and ron rivera i I would say it's a little soft and i bet you this i know that that's not what ron rivera said in the locker room oh that's interesting yeah i think mccarthy's kind of a dope I think of course, the ca- he's a big goofball. The Cowboys will win because of the players they have. They won't win because of Mike McCarthy, that's for sure. I agree. Maybe Dan Quinn. But hey, uh, any given Sunday, and this is a this is a Washington, this is a Ron Rivera type atmosphere. Go knock knock off a big team, right? Arrival at that moment, catching momentum in the way of the playoffs. It's going to have to be ugly. It can't. We can't keep up with Dallas scoring. It can't be a score fest. It's going to have to be like the Raiders last week or these other games we've seen where they're playing in the teens. And I just don't know if we can hold Dallas, you know, under twenty four to twenty eight points. I mean, they they have shown some vulnerability. I mean, Denver did it. Yeah. Denver did it. Let's it's not like impossible. I mean, I wouldn't go ass. in there thinking, hey, we're going to hold them and do this, but it's possible. And this is where you want to be right now. And, Clip, how excited are you? 
that you have a meaningful game in December, man. I'm very excited. I am awesome. Uh, this is what I asked for. This is what I, I mean. Wanted. A month ago, you were looking at this game, and you said it earlier this week. I mean, every game is in. No, I, I don't know how you said it, but I was like a, a month ago. You're probably looking at this game and going, uh, "Yeah, like what this game isn't going to mean anything." But what you said was, I mean, any game against the Cowboys in terms of the Washington football team, you know, is important because it's a big rival. But this means even more uh, after this four game winning streak for the football team. Who would have thought even five minutes ago that all of us would be sitting around the table saying our team's got a shot at the playoffs? All of our teams have a shot. That's right. We're even, all in it. Even the We're Dolphins it, and the Steelers. In the hunt. We are average. All right. Will Mike McCarthy's team win this game? Yes. All right. I mean, I don't know. I, I got to try to at least make picks and try. I've already picked a couple of I'm gonna long go, shots here. I'm going to go Washington just so I can hear you next week on Pirate Radio Live and, and see it all over Twitter. People making fun of uh, Mike McCarthy. God, I just I was making fun of him, and then you getting on Brian Bailey on Monday. Mm. I can just see that happening. I'm going to go Washington because I want to see that. I want I want to see Mike McCarthy be made fun of, and he gets he gets made fun of all the time. But man, this would be an all time high, and then that that conversation with Brian Bailey on Monday happen now. It's going to be fun. That would be so much fun. What a fun week next week would be. I just don't know if the world is ready for Clip to be that happy. Uh, there's already a, a dark cloud over my head today. I'm taking Washington just because they're hot, and I don't believe they'll win, but I'm going to root for my team. Might as well, right? Seahawks at Texans. How about the Seahawks coming off the mat last week and getting a victory? Poor David Kelly. I, I just saw it today. Uh, they're coming out and saying that Davis Davis Mills, whatever his name is. A.K.A. David Seals. David Seals is going to be the starter for the rest of the year. I asked C.J. earlier today before the show, and I said, I thought Tyrod Taylor was doing He hurt right. his hand or something. Huh. Uh, did a doctor try to kill him again? Like in uh, L.A.? No, just the opposing team this time. I'll take the Seahawks on the road. I will as well. Seahawks. And uh, one thing I brought up on the C3 Panthers podcast this week, or actually it was on Debate My Take, which you guys got to check out, is that we we love to credit, we, we love to find information that verifies like what we already believe. So I just want to bring up Scott Fitter came from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the people that want to say, look, man, this is an innovative team that trades back and accumulates picks that got a Russell Wilson in the third round. I also want to point out that Scott, if you put the fingerprints of Scott Fitter on those moves, you also got to put it on trading for Jamal Adams, who is now hurt, and a first round pick for him. I don't know, you know, I mean, so just an interesting thing, but no Jamal Adams and they're better. All right. Gonna be emotional at Mile High Sports Authority in Vesco Field. Yep. When the Lions go on a run. The Lions uh at the Broncos. Hey, sh- kudos to the Lions for getting Heck that win. Yeah. Man, did you see the reaction from that team? That was great. Did you After see the win. reaction of Jared Goff's girlfriend? Yes. I did you see Dan like Campbell biting kneecaps off in postgame? Nah, Tony just looked at Jared Goff's girlfriend. Um, that's right. <laughs> Actually, that's all I did. What, uh, what's the spread? Oh, here? I did see your thing about that on Twitter. <laughs> it was kind of funny, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's a middle-aged joke. Uh, Broncos are a 10-point favorite. I don't it know was they, an average joke. Yeah, it was average. <laughs> I don't know if they win by that much, but I'll take Denver. I will as well. Uh, Broncos. Giants and Chargers. 
Um, I think we all know the answer to this. We do, but Jake Fromm is going to go in there and show that should have been drafted at number one. Maybe the char- God, the Chargers fans are, uh, would love a blowout, right? Have they ever blown a team out in their franchise's history? Uh, I picked the Chargers. They beat the Bengals last week pretty bad. Looks yeah. like former Giants offensive coordinator Jason Garrett's going to be the guy at Duke. Oh, is he? That? The Clapper. The Clapper. The clapper. The Clap on. You taking the Chargers? I'm going to take the Chargers. 49ers at Bengals. I'll take the Bengals on a bounce back. I will as well. Niners man. trying to bounce back too, by the way, after a loss last I'm gonna, week. I'm going to take the Fighting Red Beards. Okay. We're all on the Bengals. Wow. Bills at Bucks. This is a good one. I believe this is in the 4 o'clock window. Bucks, Bills, Bills. What's wrong with the Bills? They're not Bills. that good. They got old. How'd they get they're, old? They're getting paid. Their defense is old. Mm. Older. I mean, Bruce Smith's still playing. I got the Bucks here. Uh, the Bucks are on that. They've hit that point where Cornelius they're Cornelius Bennett. Anything. I'm going to just name some old Bills. Mario Addison. Okay. Uh, who'd you take? Star La Tula Lele. Bucks. Uh, Bucks for me. Bucks. The Bucks. I will take them as well. Bears at Packers Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Um, and, uh, you know, did you see, what's his name? Uh, uh, Graham, Jimmy Graham, talk about that that statement. I own you, you know. And he's like, what he, say, he said, I say that to fans all the time. So he's like, I just don't, I'm not mic'd up. And he really uh, just kind of complimented that like hey this is we're trying to beat the crap out of the guys on the other side of us so yeah that's what you say when you beat them up i wonder if i could find the record aaron Rodgers' record i think he's only yeah. like lost once to them or something it's wild aaron Rodgers uh record against the bears this says 22 okay. and 5 this was two days ago own them good grief he's or 11 the bears just stink for the last 10 years 11 and 3 on the road which would make him 11 and 2 at home that is nuts man i will take the packers yes i will as well and uh good monday night game back to back weeks with good monday night football games rams at cardinals i had the rams as my nfc team going into the year i have been poo-pooing the cardinals and all that they've done and I'm going to do that for one more week. I'm nice. Gonna, I'm going to dance with the girl I brought, which would be Matt Stafford and all his Detroit warts showing up in L.A. I'm going to take the Rams on the road to beat the Cardinals, the healthy Cardinals, right? Kyler, DeAndre. Hopkins. Well, those guys, the guys are back. I don't know how healthy they are, but they came back with a vengeance already. I'm going to go Cardinals. Tony is a bit of a Cardinals believer. Chandler? Who was the opponent? <laughs> the Rams, uh, and I don't even think Chandler picked the last game. I think I just, just gave him the down. Packers. Yeah. yeah, Packers. Okay, um, I'm gonna go Arizona. All right, there you go. Speaking of like guy like game time decisions, um, Dalvin Cook returned, and like we didn't know <laughs> if he was going to be able to play. He has over 100 yards in the front. It finishes with 205 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 27 carries. I turned on Thursday Night Football, and it was 9 nothing. And the first play I watched was Dalvin Cook run through this hole that was the size of, like, a 
it was like a grand canyon he got and, me 28 points in the first half and i said you know what i'm just gonna watch tv <laughs> show i, I turned it off it. too it turned out to be a okay game i again. had to come back to it though but uh yeah not a great defensive effort last night from the pittsburgh Steelers. we gotta get rid of thursday night football it needs to go thanks so? sir yeah just uh selfishly as a fan i hope they don't you know it would be cool it's not good for the players and and maybe we uh i wonder if the sec would ever start playing thursday night football throw a uh throw a bama you know mississippi and a, state and then like no one watches thursday night football for well i'm saying we got we get rid of it we, we got to get a better product i mean that could be a start or in your scenario if you just take it away i need something good to replace it and sometimes the college games aren't great matchups but yeah i watch it as a fan i hate when my team's playing on thursday night but i've heard just players talk about yeah. it a lot lately and um I'm, I'm all for moving to a two-by system a two-by system and get rid of thursday night football maybe give us a saturday night game or something I well we're that, starting to get into that soon yeah the saturdays uh um, i was going uh, or double header on monday night the bills game yeah. for us next week has not even been determined if it's going to be a saturday or a sunday game oh so it's week 15 I was at the start of Saturday NFL football. Yeah, I was at Tiebreakers last night, and I they have the Panthers schedule, and I was like, hmm, let me Ooh. see who we play. And I did see that that Bills game is either Saturday or Sunday. Ooh, Raiders at Browns, and how about Patriots Colts Saturday night next week? <clears throat> Fun, I like it. Now I'm our ready. Saturday game last year was at the Packers. Remember that? It was actually a pretty good game. This is not uh, my original idea. I heard it, and I'm going to repeat it. But it kind of goes along. I I brought up the uh, the double buy Tony during you know, like we're talking about player safety. They don't like Thursday night football. It's funny that we cut down the time in overtime, which will only lead to more ties. But they 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 go from fifteen minutes to ten minutes because of player safety, and there's you know less likelihood they get hurt. But we're gonna tack on an extra game at the end of the year, an entire sixty minute football game. I mean, how hypocritical was that? So, it, it player safety is important when it's not it doesn't important. hurt the bottom. No, like they pick and choose when it, it is, is important. The whole I tell you this is we know that player safety is unimportant because the have, who's where's the percu- concussion protocol at these days? Like before, any time a guy looked a little like he got hit hard. Just two years ago, they would take him out for six or seven plays. Now I haven't—I don't even remember the last time someone came out of the tent and had to go to the locker room. Yeah. Well. Anyway. All right, Tony. Good stuff. Because player safety is boring. Obviously. It makes me yawn. Yawny. It makes me tired. I want to watch guys kill each other on the football field. That's kind of psychotic. You don't get excited about a big hit, Chandler? I don't get excited about people killing each other. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, bye, Rough and Rowdy tonight. See Jeff Nadeau and Jersey Jerry. Try yes, sir. Let's go. Big man. Let's go. All right, Tony. We'll see you, buddy. Later, my man. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live. Morgan Aylers joins us, and we're going to open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest. That and a lot more on the way. Back with you on a Friday after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, on a uh, bit of an ECU athletics hiatus, of course, we, uh, we hit one during the summer where nothing's happening, but outside of the summer, this might be the longest period of time without anything going on. Of course, we don't have Pirate football until the end of december december 27th uh monday it'll be the military bowl pirates and boston college we're with you on that monday 10 30 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate and we'll wrap up the season on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show immediately following the game between the pirates and the eagles ecu basketball uh, does not play until next friday so they played on tuesday picked up a w over north carolina a t and they're off until next friday when they'll play liberty in charlotte one home game left against southern miss before the pirates begin conference play against wichita state on the 29th uh women's basketball team bit of a uh break as well as they return to the court on next thursday on the road at north carolina a t so they played on monday they get a long break extended break uh, as well with exams everything going on so not a ton to report on that front we'll have uh, some practice reports for you of course leading up to the military bowl and talk pirate basketball next week but uh not a lot of news and notes uh, on those fronts at the moment but uh still plenty to talk about and we'll do that now uh, on the Fixed NC Live line with Morgan Aylers, the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum. He joins us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Morgan, how you doing, man? It is Friday, big weekend coming up, and uh, I'm blessed to be here talking to you, Cliff. And Morgan, we got uh, more football for East Carolina in 2021, and we found out the opponent for the military bowl over the weekend it'll be boston college taking on east carolina and i don't know it talked we talked to a lot of people this week and, and heard the the fan reaction and you know people were hoping for maybe a virginia tech or of course of north carolina maybe even virginia so i don't know how how boston college was up on the pecking order for fans as far as the attractiveness of the game goes but i don't know the, the more we, we talk about it think about it i like the matchup it's something different with something we haven't seen so i'm on board how about you what do you think about bc and ecu coming up on the 27th i think it's going to be a good game i'm just glad we're bowling you know we could have a lot of different options that we could have had the military bowl with the top three ones uh, i think we were considered for and you know we're playing boston college you go in we Hopefully, we'll come out with a win over an ACC uh, team. I had to get it right there for a minute. And, uh, you know, that propels us into a whole other realm going into next year. So, hopefully, the Pirates can take care of business over Boston College. Uh, look forward to an exciting 2022. We haven't had a lot of, you know, practice content. I know the guys uh, started last Thursday. And we'll have more as we lead up to the Military Bowl. But just haven't heard a lot from Mike Houston uh, or the players this week. I know last week, Morgan, before an opponent was announced, it sounded like a lot of it was 
more for the younger guys as they were able to get out there and and showcase things and also a lot of one-on-one uh, good on good as they call it with our offensive starters versus our defensive starters now that we know an opponent uh, they're getting ready for boston college a lot of time to get ready for bc but uh these practices kevin monroe uh you know a former player said from his perspective these things man they're they're invaluable uh, how much they can help the team move forward how much they can help build a program so i know mike houston uh thrilled to get that that win number six and seven thrilled to go to a bowl but uh as a coach he is absolutely elated to have these extra practices this year yeah basically gives you another another session of spring football with a a real game as the reward instead of just a spring game and uh those practices make a difference and coaches are on the road recruiting right now national signing day is next wednesday and you know this is instead of uh in the past you know five six seven years how many it's been there's no excitement you go and trying to recruit a kid this is what we're trying to do is get to a bowl game well now we're going to a bowl you can talk about that in front of a uh a, a prospective player his family and the, the player circle and it makes a big difference, and you know, there's a little excitement when you're talking to them. They said, "This is where we were. This is where we are. This is where we're going, and we want you to be a part of that." So that's a, a big added plus when it comes to trying to recruit players to East Carolina. And Morgan, I don't have to ask you uh, what you think about Holton Aylers and if he'll be back next year or not because he's made his decision last Saturday. I know he's glad to get that out of the way and move forward. And I just hope uh, because now everything is so year to year with the coaches, with the players, you you wonder if guys are going to hit the portal or if they're going to return. I I feel like with Holton coming back, Mike Houston uh, with the contract extension, the year they had this year for me i would assume that everybody is on board to come back and hey let's win a conference championship let's do even better things next year so stability is a great thing and it appears the pirates will have that and i just hope these uh these other players on the roster uh kind of feel the same way and have the same buy-in to hey let's come back in 2022 and uh, have a big year Uh, i hope so too and i from all indications that's what i'm hearing uh, that everybody's going to come back with the same mission, trying to win a conference championship. I know uh, yesterday we, we got a big commitment on the offensive lineman transfer from West Virginia uh, per Hoist the Colors and Steve and I go, and that's a big thing. I know that uh, they're trying to bring in some other players and uh, a few pieces to the puzzle, and that's where we're at right now. We don't have to go out and get 10, 15, 20 kids that have to come in and play right away. Because it's not not fair, number one, to if it's a high school freshman coming in saying, hey, we need you and you, you don't have time to develop. But if you can come in and you know find a piece here or there that makes a, that puzzle complete, that's a big deal. And that's where East Carolina is at right now. We're just a few little pieces away from you know having a, a really successful season this year, which I think we had a, a tremendously successful season. But next year, you you have loftier goals, and you can get those pieces in there. Those goals can be achievable. That's a good point, Morgan, and and that's a, a huge change from years past, right, where you haven't had to rely on guys to – come in and play right away and some of those guys when you think about xavier smith and, and jeremy lewis uh some of those guys playing out of position uh they now have new positions than they had when they came in as true freshmen so a part of that is a covid year and getting everybody an extra year but more so than that it's recruiting and it's player retention uh and, and keeping guys within the program and and building that way and uh that has been a huge turnaround in this football program over the last few years 
It really has. You know, a lot of people talk about that you're getting an extra year from the COVID year. Uh, but one of the things you have to remember about that COVID year is that most of the teams, if not all the teams in college football, it, you, you got an extra year of playing, but you really didn't have that extra year of being able to work out with your team, work out with your strength and conditioning coach. For five or six months in there, you are on your own. I mean, we joke about what Holton was doing for a little while at his, his, uh, at his house, doing the, the hillbilly workout with the blocks of weights and that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of players are doing. And, you know, with the nutrition part of it, uh, you saw Bailey Malovic when he came back after that, uh, that COVID year, his weight was way down. Yet when he started the season last year before he got hurt, he was in the 290, 295 range versus the 250 range. Big difference when you talk about nutrition and working out supervised because everybody doesn't work out the same. And uh, now that they're all they're back on the same page, they're working out with Big John. It's, it's made it, it's paid huge dividends to a lot of these players. Jeremy Lewis, you know, goes from a tight end to a you know a defensive lineman, and I thought he had a really really good year this year. And he's going to do nothing but get better as, as his time here on the field goes with East Carolina. And it's it's exciting to see what it happens. It's exciting to see another year of uh, strength, strength and conditioning. Winter workouts will start in January and go till February, and then in March they kick off spring football. So, you know, it's it's a good time for East Carolina. It's a good time to be a, a pirate fan in general with basketball and yeah. baseball right around the corner and. You know, it's been a long time since we've been able to say that. No doubt. And uh, it's great to say Morgan Aylers joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line, East Carolina, uh, two and a half or so, less than two and a half weeks from their bowl game in Annapolis, even a longer layoff for Cincinnati and those teams. Just East Carolina being back in a bowl gets me excited about bowl season. And how about uh, the Bearcats? They get in, Morgan, and uh, you didn't know if they got in who they would play. Uh, you thought they might be the four against Georgia. Georgia gets waxed by Alabama. So, once again, the Crimson Tide at the top. And uh, what a test for uh, for Cincinnati and Luke Fickle that they get to take on Nick Saban in Alabama in the college football playoff. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this game shakes out. You know, Cincinnati's been really building toward this for the last two or three years. Luke Fickle did a good job of, of building that program and getting uh, some transfers in, some guys that, you know, maybe weren't takes at Ohio State, where his good friend Brian Day's the head coach, and they end up at Cincinnati. And now they're going to be playing Alabama, and Alabama's been there, done that, been there, done that many times. This is Cincinnati's first crack at being there and doing that. Uh, defensively, I think they're as good as anybody in the country. It's going to be really interesting to see some of those matchups, but uh, Alabama is still Alabama, and I think they proved that last week. They struggled two weeks ago against Auburn, offensively came back and won that game um, you know, by the skin of their teeth, and then they go and really dominate a, a number one Georgia team. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup, and, and I'm I would love to see Cincinnati win it all. I would still say Alabama's probably a 10-point favorite going in. I, I, have you seen the line on that game yet, Cliff? Uh, I think you're close to it. Let me check real quick, though. I cannot recall what that line is for that game. Uh, what side What side would you be on? What kind of game do you think it'll be? Uh, I mean, Bay, I, how do you pick against Bama? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to pick against Alabama, but I'm telling you, uh, seeing you know Cincinnati's defense for the last three, four years, you know they've got two of the best uh, cornerbacks in the country uh, that I think can play with Alabama. And Alabama's going to be out without one of their best wide receivers, uh, apparently tearing his ACL in the last game against Georgia. Yeah. Uh, 
It's uh, it's yeah. thirteen and a half, Morgan. The the odds say we're going to get a rematch of the SEC championship because Georgia's an eight point favorite over Michigan in their matchup. I think Michigan will match up well against Georgia. I just think that they're going to try to be ball control offense if they can, you know, really run the football that they've been able to do all year long against everybody. You know, their offensive line is is real powerful. They've got the transfer from Wake Forest at running back, and uh, which is kind of interesting. He goes from Wake Forest to to Michigan, and he's the best running back in the country. That's kind of amazing to me. Uh, you know, it's it, I'm excited about a lot of these bowl games and those yeah. final four games that you know you see right there that we're talking about. Those should be some good matchups. I hate to pick against Cincinnati, but you hate to pick against Alabama. I'm going to go with the Bearcats and cover. All right, Morgan Aylers, the pick is in. A lot more time to uh, talk about that one before we get there. Another thing, Morgan, too, then circling back a little bit, uh, but sticking with college football, Pitt, the ACC champions, as they uh, had a dominant second half against Wake Forest on Saturday night. Did you see, Morgan, uh, first of all, the fake slide by Kenny Pickett uh, and the defensive players kind of held up and he was able to run all the way for a touchdown? Uh, That has now been outlawed. Uh, it says anytime the ball carry begins, simulates, or fakes a feet first slide, the ball should be declared dead by the on field officials at that point. This is a memo uh, from the NCAA National Coordinator of Officials, Steve Shaw. So I, I hate that you have to come up with another rule and over police everything going on. Uh, on the football field, I think it, I think it's a great rule. But yeah, I was going to get to my butt. Uh, it's totally unfair for the defense. Get to your butt. No, the, the butt is <laughs> get to the butt. It's totally unfair for the defense to allow a quarterback to be able to do that. So I, I get it. It's just hard now. How do you determine if the guy was going to do a fake slide or if he's just stopping? I don't know. It's it's just a it's a weird deal. Well, you can tell when somebody like when he when he, I actually watched that play when it happened. I was like, "Wow, did you see that?" <laughs> and he takes off running, but then just as soon as he did that, he scored a touchdown. I said, "That's all kind." Of, I mean, I was saying, I said, "That's unfair to the defense." Yeah, they're playing by the rules because if the, the quarterback doesn't slide, in this case, if he goes in and and maybe fakes and then he takes a couple steps and he gets hit. The defensive player is going to be uh, flagged with a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty, right out of the gate. There's, they're going to throw the flag if he gets hit at all, if he slides. So they're pulling up because he's getting. I mean, you can see when you, you get ready to slide, you sort of lift your leg, your leg up, and you're getting ready to drop down. Uh, generally, you slide, you know, feet first, and then your butt hits. I'm like Holton, who usually slides with his butt first and his feet up, and he flails. <laughs> anyway, we won't get into that one. Um, but you know, you look at it; it's it's unfair to the defense. Yeah. Because they're doing what they're supposed to do, and and from a safety standpoint, they're gonna. If they didn't do this, the defense is gonna go. Okay, you look like you were gonna slide, and you know I'm gonna hit you anyway. Then you're gonna get some quarterbacks hurt, and probably flags and targeting and all that stuff too. That's right. So I think I think it's a good rule. I, you know, I thought it was a heads up play that he that he did when it happened. Yeah. But just as soon as it happened, I was going like, man, that's just not hmm, cool play, but. You know, those guys, there were three guys, you could see them. They all said in their brains, he's getting ready to slide. They pulled up. 
And when he didn't, they, they, there's nothing you can do because they've already, all their momentum has stopped and they have, there's no way they could catch up with him. We will uh, forever know it as the uh, Kenny Pickett rule after he performed that move the other night against Wake Forest in a win. Morgan, uh, NFL Sunday, the Washington football team has dragged me back in. I'm on board. I'm excited because they have a big game with the Cowboys. Washington sitting at 6-6, six and six, good enough for 6th in the NFC uh, if the playoffs started today. And only two back of Dallas. I thought and I still think Dallas will win this division and win it by two, three, four games. Uh, but Dallas has come back down to earth. Washington has been on a roll, has not lost since October. And uh, Morgan sets up a, a fun rivalry game coming up in Washington on Sunday. Yeah, that should be a really cool game. You know, that was one of the, the premier games for many, many years, and uh, these two teams going at it. I think Dallas, though, is starting to get their mojo back, their swag back a little bit from some, from some injuries. You got Amari Cooper coming back. I know you don't like to hear that, but then uh, you know they got, in my opinion, probably and Parsons, probably the uh, defensive player of the year. He's just. He's in the second Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> well, either him or uh, Diggs, the DB, who's getting all the interceptions, right? Who's his teammate? But I, th- I think a lot, if you watch the interceptions that are thrown, I was I saw a story earlier this week. They were talking about the pressure that Parsons is putting on the quarterback. Yeah, that makes those interceptions possible sometimes. Like four of those, you know, he was about ready to hit the quarterback when he got rid of it. It's just you know they've got a chance to be special for a long time and you know i know you don't like to hear but i'm gonna have to go to cowboys on this one but i don't know if we can keep up with them offensively i think dallas will score i don't know if we have enough uh bullets in the chamber to keep up with them uh, when it comes to putting points on the board uh morgan we'll wrap it up with some basketball talk and east carolina on a bit of a hiatus uh they will play next week against liberty in charlotte the pirates perfect at home and uh two out of the last three games it's been the vance jackson show with uh, some jj miles in there as well uh but vance is he's uh he's been that guy that, that we might uh thought he'd be heading into the year and that's been good to see it has and it's been good to see east carolina not relying on one player to score points yeah they're like the other night i think they had four players in double figures which it hasn't happened very often here at East Carolina. You got Tristan Newton that can score. JJ can score. Another night, Morgan. You had Brandon Suggs out in the second half and Luigi DeBoe, Alonzo Frank out for the entire game. I mean, that, the don't overlook that with the with the way they won that game the other night. Yeah, it was impressive. I, mean, you know, I think they're playing well. It's going to be a good test against Liberty a week from Friday. Uh, that's going to be a good test in the Hall of Fame Classic, I think, in Charlotte. Uh, speaking of Charlotte, yeah. Before we go, I've got, I've got. I saw this this morning, and it just – we haven't heard from him in a while, but um, LeVar Ball. uh uh-uh. Talking about uh, Lamelagilo or what is – you know, his son. Yeah. You know, they asked – they said, does he ever go – they were asking LeVar, does LaMelo ever go to Michael for basketball advice? <laughs> and LeVar says, why would he go ask Michael for basketball advice? What does he want like? <laughs> yeah that's like saying like why would i read a book from vince lombardi what has that guy done lately well nothing I, I, my, my first thought in my brain was because it's been on tv a lot lately the forrest gump 
stupid is and stupid does, sir. Well, first of all, who asked him this? What show was... Oh, he's on... Uh, okay, that explains it. Stephen A. Smith and them. Um, I might. I was against... And, and this isn't fair to LaMelo. I was against drafting him just because of LeVar Ball. But I got to say, he has not been in the spotlight. I never hear about LeVar Ball. And LaMelo Ball has been great, so I'm glad they made that this pick. the first time I've heard about it, but when he says something stupid like that, you I know. talk about it. It's terrible. It just reminds you of uh, of why it's better when he's gone and not in the spotlight. When's the last time he won a championship? Uh, he's been retired for what? 15 years now, yeah. uh, but he won a whole bunch, and he's the GOAT. Why is it called the Cy Young Award, Morgan? That guy hadn't done anything in, you know, decades, millenniums, I centuries. I come on. <laughs> come on, man. Morgan, what you got going on this weekend? Uh, well, we got a uh, wedding. Pay- yeah. Married this weekend, so we're doing that. All right. You know, so that's that's this weekend. All right. So be hanging out enjoy it have a good time and uh we'll talk to you again soon man have a great weekend appreciate you joining us more clip brock you are the man all right i'll take that thank you morgan morgan Ayler is joining us today on pirate radio live as we get you ready for the weekend and uh once again a weekend without ecu athletics for the first time in a uh in a long time all right uh shirley Rhodes. it's december it's pirate radio live and i think it's time to give away an awesome prize and open up the treasure chest here on a friday 317-1250 317-1250 your chance to be a big winner we got a ton of prizes left in the 2021 pirate radio treasure chest We've got uh, some prizes that have already been given away. We'll run down the list of what is available, what has been won, and we'll talk to our winner coming up today on Pirate Radio Live right now, 317-1250. Looking for caller number 12, and we'll uh, talk to our winner when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was uh, a good day for the stock market to close out the week. The Dow was up 216 points at 35,970. NASDAQ was ahead 113 points at 15,630, and the S&P was up 44 at 4,712. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty. We have a winner on the line. That winner's name is not Chad who just uh, tweeted he called 100 times today. How do you dial that many times? Shirley, how how long do you think the time is between... Well, the first call starts when we hear the chest sound effect. But when you answer caller one and when you get to 12. I mean, we're talking about less than 30 
is it 30 seconds is it a no minute? no it's probably i would say anywhere from a minute and a half to okay. maybe close to two minutes depending all right so two minutes how do you call a hundred times steve hill called uh he gave me a number i think it was 79 70 78 times today maybe they have some of those birds dialing for them that we talked about yesterday pets animals uh strangers you could hire go on craigslist and hire someone to call in the treasure chest not a bad idea could do that do that uh but chad steve and uh, a lot of folks did not win today it's all right we got more prizes to give away next week in fact uh, let's uh bring on our winner her name is hannah manning hannah hello hi how are you i'm good how are you i'm good i know you and some of your family members have won prizes in the past uh but have you or anyone in that manning household been a treasure chest winner in the past never ever first timer a first timer very good very good uh shirley you want to run down the prizes so we can let hannah know what's in there real quick why yes yes i do all right start us out shirley Pirate gift basket from UBE. Takeout party for 10 from Parker's Barbecue. $100 gift card from Emporium. $100 gift card from Chico. Lazy Boy Recliner from Bostick Sug Furniture. $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. $100 gift card to Fleet Feet. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. $140 gift card to Revive Health and Wellness. Gift basket to Naughty Dog Brewing Company. $100 gift card to Halo. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. And Bush Light, Neon Sign, Bud Light Cooler, Beach Chair, and two 15-pack of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. So we still got a bunch of great prizes in the treasure chest. Hannah, any of those tickle your fancy? Um, Chico's or Lazy Boy. I mean, anything. I'm just happy to, to get through and be a winner. All right. Hannah, I got to ask the Troy D question. Uh, tell everybody what you do because we like getting in our listeners' business. <laughs> um, I do ultrasounds for an OB office here in town, Greenville Women's that is awesome that's cool stuff um and hannah has a crazy husband and even a crazier father-in-law i uh, i do know that and i'll we're gonna give you a prize hannah but you have to make a promise okay you have to promise not to share it with brandon (laughs) if i find out wait 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 can he hear us if i find out brandon uses any of your prize i'm gonna revoke it hannah All right. Especially the Lazy Boy. That'd be great if Hannah had her own Lazy Boy and wouldn't let Brandon sit in it. That'd be fantastic. Oh, that would be. All right. So, uh. But I don't. I get to sit in more than him. (laughs) Are y'all going to the bowl game, Hannah? We are not. Mm -mm. Saving saving the money for Omaha, right? That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) That'd be awesome. All right. Well, uh. Are you ready to open it up, Shirley? Yeah. Let's open it up. I got it right here. There is a chest and a smaller chest. And now I will pick out a prize. It's like the second time, only second time I've been able to announce a prize. So I'm excited. Well, I no longer announce the prizes because I was told I was supposed to let the guests do it. We only don't have a guest, so it's going to be me. And how about this? Oh! The Babe Ruth calling her shot. Hannah, you are the proud winner of a $100 gift card from Chico's. Woo, yes. 
I will not let Brandon manage. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Hannah gets what she wants, Brandon gets none of it, and everybody has a Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, Hannah, uh, we will contact you. LRB will contact you on Monday and uh, tell you how you can redeem your prize. And thank you for being a loyal listener, pirate fan, and uh, thanks for checking us out today. Yes, thank you. You guys have a good night. All right, you too. Thank you. There is Hannah Manning and uh, Brandon Manning, great guy, comes on and talks some baseball. Yeah, we like to just poke fun at Brandon. We, we, we kid because we love him. And why? Because he is like the biggest junk talker you'll meet so you got to go back at him or you stand no chance but that is true that's the first time this year surely it's happened in the past but the first time i can recall this year that a uh caller has called their shot they we always throw out the prizes and like hannah says and a lot of callers say i'm just happy to be here well i'll take whatever well because look how difficult it is just to get through yeah so you're, you're thankful you got in but the first thing she said on the list was Chico's, and that and was that's indeed what she walked away with. What she'll win. So uh, there we go. We got another winner, and we will. Uh, let's see. We have five, eight shows left, Shirley, and we have two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So we have 13 prizes left, I believe. So that math says... we got to start doubling up. We're going to start doubling up, folks. And stay tuned on our social media coming up next week. There's a interesting prize that we're getting ready to... That we're going to throw in the pot here. Oh, I heard about that today. Yeah, so that's going That's into, going in the chest? I believe so. I think so, yeah. I, th- I think that's what Jonathan said uh, earlier today. So if that's the case, then that's going... Uh, we'll have all the details on our... Uh, social media platform so if you don't follow us on uh facebook twitter or Insta- instagram you might want to get on there because uh we'll have all the details for you next week congratulations to hannah manning winning the chico's gift card she joins mark hall who won the 12 large pizzas from domino's david stall won the 100 dollars gift card to fresh vibes carrie brown won the 100 dollars gift card to tiebreakers yesterday jim Dillon took home $100 in gift cards to the Dap House, Christie's Europub, Sidebar, and Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Also, Jeff Dover won a $100 gift card to Purple Blossom Yoga Studio. A $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's went to Bob Morfitt. And Patrick Brown took home the free VIP subscription to Hoist the Colors. But again, a lot of great prizes left inside the treasure chest. We'll uh, open it back up on Monday, and we're going to have to start doubling down soon. So uh, might do a double coming up on monday yeah i think we're gonna have to double up just about the entire week all right let's uh get another break in we'll come back we'll have more for you on pirate radio live here on a friday we are back with you after this
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Club Christmas for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Um, Steve Hill says the treasure chest is rigged. Kevin Ainge called 92 times yesterday. Jeez. So people are trying. Uh, Tough to get in. Susan Deans did not have a birthday win. But happy birthday. Happy birthday, Susan. Happy birthday, regardless. Panthers fan, Susan, long time, loyal listener, uh, but could not get the win today uh, inside the treasure chest. So we have more prizes than uh, shows left in December, which means we're going to start doubling up. Uh, John Moody asked, how are we looking on 40 bowls in 14 days count? Mm. And John, we have eight shows left i think we have like 26 bowls so eight times three is four we try to go three a day and we'll have uh three and then a couple days with four and we'll be all right how many we do today um only one because i forgot to do one with tony chandler get in there uh actually here's what i want to do john you're listening uh whoever if a caller wants to be a part of 40 bowls in 14 days call in right now and you, you can pick our next game. The phones uh, are going to light up. You do realize that, right? I don't know. Some people don't care, don't want to pick a bowl game. Maybe somebody does. 317-1250. If you want to pick a bowl game right now, you can be a part of it. Uh, we did hour one with Brian North, right? I forgot to write yep. his name mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um, so John or whoever, if you're listening, you can call in because I don't have anything planned this segment. Wow. Oh, the phone's ringing. Operators are standing by. <laughs> all right we might have a caller and if this caller wants to jump on we're going to open up 40 bowls in 14 days if we do we have multiple callers i guess we could do multiple games because we only have one game done today hang on one second i'll put you through all right let's see who we got here first of all who we got here shirley we got john moody all right. Boom. john loves 40 bowls in 14 days and if you want to get that one too we might well just... all my lines are lit up all right Let's just do the first two. First two, okay. But, but go ahead and hit the mute. Well, John, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? All right, John, you you kind of reminded me we need to get on the ball here and start picking some games. So we're going to let you uh, pick a game. Shirley, hit the music real quick. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls. 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. days. All right, 
40 bowls in 14 days. And we do have a second one to pick All as right. well. John Moody, longtime listener, was taken off of his P1 listener status after false information. He's back on. Did have a bit of a hiccup with Troy yesterday. I think that's been resolved. So, John, you're in good standing right now as far as Pirate Radio goes. Just, just in time for Christmas. <laughs> you're on the nice list. All right, you got a great game here, John. I, and to be honest, I have not like dove into all these matchups. This is a great game. I hope it's the Idaho famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We already did that one earlier today, Johnny boy. Dang it! But you got the one later that night, seven thirty on Tuesday, December twenty first. This is the Frisco Bowl. This is seven thirty on ESPN. And it's 12-1 and one at UTSA, meet me, the Roadrunners, versus number 24, San Diego State, 11-2 and two on the year. Great matchup, John. UTSA versus San Diego State, Roadrunners, Aztecs, who you got? Give me UTSA. Meep, meep. Number. All right. They uh, won their conference championship game. And now we'll try to beat San Diego State to get their 13th win of the season. Future AAC opponent will be seeing the Roadrunners in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in a few years. John, uh, well done, man. I, I know I hope uh, you hope you can be talking to me as a treasure chest winner later on this month. Yeah, I'm going to say I'll talk to you next Thursday. Oh, all right. Uh, calling his shot. That's a big call your shot. I like it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next Thursday, John. We'll talk to you Thursday. All right. There he is. I love the I, confidence. That is it. a lot of confidence. Love Ooh. that confidence. All right. Um, well, this is fun. We, we're going to knock out another one here today. Shirley Rhodes, who do we have uh, on the line? Okay. We have Robert Dietrich. Robert Dietrich. What's up, Robert? What's up, boys? All right, uh, we're going to have you pick a bowl game. But first, uh, I think we need to hear that intro again. Absolutely. Hit it, Shirley Rhodes. Let's, let's get fired up. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. you do get the armed forces bowl this will be december 22nd that's a wednesday eight o'clock on espn and uh are you going to support the troops and take army are you going to go sec and take missouri six and six missouri tigers versus army in the armed forces bowl who you got um i'm going to take army believe it or not 
you can't go against army in the armed forces bowl right i mean yeah i think i don't i don't know man missouri they don't look as good as i thought they were i think army can, can control the clock and sneak one on them all right i wonder what the line is on this game i'll check it out are you into bowl season robert you can be watching a lot of these yeah i'll, I'll watch a good portion of them um Am I picking a winner here? Or am I playing the spread? No, you're just picking a winner straight up. I'm just curious as to what the. In fact, there might not be a line because Army plays uh, coming up tomorrow against Navy. Yeah. So uh, I don't even know if there is a line on this game yet. They'll probably wait till Army plays. So yeah, I'm not seeing any. Oh, here we go. Army by three and a half over Missouri. So there's the line. All right, uh, Robert, you a Pirate fan? Yes, sir. You going to the bowl game? Yes, sir. I'm going to make it. Awesome, man. Well, have fun up there. And uh, like I said to John, maybe we'll be talking to you again this month if you can be a treasure chest winner. Sounds good. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Sure. Love the show, boys. All right. Appreciate it, man. There's Robert calling in. Also heard from John Muday. Uh, a little impromptu <laughs> 40 bowls in 14 days pickoff with our listeners because I forgot to ask Tony. And I forgot to ask Morgan. So, well, quite frankly, quite frankly, I've been having that problem all day today. I was telling CJ something, and I flubbed all through it. But I think we should do it. I think we should have the listeners pick them this time. Mm, Well, well, if we got a triple up, maybe one day. We'll we'll do this again. We'll we'll do this again. Where I'm not saying every one. I'm just saying. Out of the ones that we have, it was kind you know, of fun. Maybe, yeah, that if was people fun. are into it, then sure. Um, but we'll continue to ask our guests, and since we have so many of these to pick, uh, we'll we'll get the listeners back in involved. Yeah. Robert taking Army to beat Missouri. John Moody has UTSA knocking off San Diego State, and uh, we'll resume this on Monday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. What do we do for the ECU game when we get to that? Do we just have whoever pick it like a normal game, or do we? Mm. I don't know. Maybe we should have a special guest for that one. I think we should have a special guest for that one. Calling Vince McMahon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, if he'd ever pick up the phone. (laughs) We'll figure that out once we get there. All right, let's get our last break in. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap up a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live and send you off into your weekend. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. A quick look at your Buck scoreboard for tonight in the NBA. The Hornets host the Kings at 7 o'clock. It'll be the Mavs at the Pacers for a 7 o'clock tip-off. The Atlanta Hawks take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight at 7.30, as does the uh, Raptors and the Knicks. And the Bucks will be on the road at the Rockets for an 8 o'clock tip-off. And then the Phoenix Suns will host the Boston Celtics. That tip-off is at 10 o'clock. That's your Bucks scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall, your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. 
and follow The Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. The Buck. Uh, Chandler. The Buck. Thank you. Chandler, good job uh, training CJ this week and also being in studio. You have uh, one fan out there. Well, you got two. You got the guy on YouTube that likes you and the guy we saw in the UB parking lot. There's a, <laughs> there's a fan here in the studio. He's got three. Right wow. There. Oh. Welcome to the Bad Joke Guys, Club. Guys, it's been a pleasure being Ooh. a part of this show. My pleasure. CJ, good job wow. this week. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate the bad joke, by the way, CJ. Thank you. Somebody has to. I say that not knowing if you've actually done a good job. It's more like a pleasantry. I'll ask Shirley how you've done. When you, so. when you leave today. Oh, See, you think I he's done a really Chandler good job. Chandler said I did a great job, but All y'all right. can't hear. Yeah. Confirmed. Okay. Great job. Now you're overdoing it. Now I think you're being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in uh, this week. We will uh, see you back here next week if you hadn't gotten in the treasure chest. No problem. You got plenty of time. It's all right. Relax, people. Uh, get your uh, your dialing techniques ready to go for Monday. We'll rejoin you then, Monday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Have a great weekend. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.